This week on the PS Premiere Podcast, I make a weird noise. Mitch reveals a hidden talent. I can read books, believe it or not. And Dory shares a controversial opinion about vegetables. And this is controversial, but I, I think leaks, more leaks. Hello and welcome to the brand new PS Premiere Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, James Smith. Uh, we upload a new episode of this podcast every week. So if you like this, you know, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like it on YouTube, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. That uh, that helps us a ton. Uh, so without further ado, uh, I am joined today by uh, series regulars, Dory. The WandaVision's forecast god damn it i've been fooled again uh hi everybody uh it's dory and uh i go by she her pronouns and you can find me on twitter at declare 192 as well as twitch mitch hello i am mitch and i thought that we were going to do the 30th episode as the relaunch but no we're we're stuck at 29 (laughs) damn it (laughs) but um no you can find me on twitter at mitchob1012 and seb Hi, I'm Sebastian. You can follow me at Lil Seb ninety three. Insert joke here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So where were we? Uh, so this week we've got a lot on the schedule. So this week we're going to be talking about what we're uh, currently playing. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the Outriders demo that dropped at the tail end of last week. Uh, the newly released indie puzzle game Maquette. Uh, which is on PS Plus this month. Uh, we're also going to talk about Aliens Fireteam. Uh, we're going to talk about video game leaks. Are they good for the industry? Uh, and also we're going to do a round of back-of-the-box trivia, uh, which we'll get to later on in the show. Uh, but first, before we get to what we're playing, uh, we've got some housekeeping to clean up. This is a, a special, special episode uh, because we're relaunching the channel. As you might have seen already, by the time this podcast goes up, uh, we've got a brand new logo, uh, a new set of logos. Uh, you can, As you can see, if you're watching the video version, we've got a new overlay for our podcast. It's all very fancy. Uh, and we've got new intro music for the podcast as well, which you will have heard uh, before I started talking. Uh, the music was created by friend of the show, Greg Griffith, and that's going to be our podcast theme going forward. So thanks to him for creating that we've also as i said got all the new logos and the overlays which were designed by friend of the show alex brenegar uh, so thanks to him for that uh, and we're gonna have some new shows coming soon uh which we're not talking about just yet but uh that's a thing that's going to be happening uh we're also going to open up our discord server uh or we will have by the time this goes live i should say uh so you can join our discord server right now and talk to all these lovely people. Um, and we're also going to be celebrating all this new stuff with a giveaway for a $50 PS Store gift card. That's $50, so uh, you'll only be able to win that if you're in the US. Uh, so head over to our Twitter page for more information on all that. Uh, and that's PS Premiere on Twitter, at PS Premiere, uh, which is, if you're on the video version, it's right there for you. Uh, so now that we've got all that out of the way, uh, Mitch, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I have been playing a few things, actually. Um, 
I'll start off with Persona 5 because I've been catching up on that a whole lot since Strikers has recently come out and I listened to your guys' discussion on it last week and it just fueled my desire even more to <laughs> quickly get through Persona 5 which if anyone, anyone who knows how long that game is is, is no easy feat. Um, I'm currently about 33, 34 hours in at the moment and I it's I started a couple weeks back at about 19 hours in so and I'm still nowhere near the end um, at the moment. So still got a lot ahead of me. But I think the, the best thing I can say about it right now is that it's basically just a playable anime. Like, it's paced the exact same. The writing's all the same. I mean, they've got, you know, they even have some of their cutscenes are even, like, full-on just anime, you know, motion scenes, however you, like, they're hand-drawn. Um but I think it really sort of helps the pacing of the game because, you know, it feels both slow enough to let characters, like certain character beats and dialogue and motivations come to fruition, but at the same time, it sort of, like, keeps on moving so it never becomes stale. Um, how far in were you? And, did you, did you, how far in? Um, I'm about 33, out, 33, 33 to 34 hours. I, in, I, so. dropped, I dropped off at about 50 hours in. I feel like mm. I feel like, especially with these GRPGs, but in, with games in particular, like in general, if it gets to fifty hours, that's about my dropping off point. That's about when I'm thinking, yeah, I've had enough yeah. of this. You, like, let's wrap it up, you know. So I think yeah. like a hundred hours, I can't commit to that because that's about how long that game is. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I I never finished it. I don't think I ever will finish it. I'm basically on a schedule at the moment where once it gets to 10 o'clock every night, I'll play, I'll try and play at least an hour, an hour and a half each night, just so I can get through it. Like I'm having a, a hell of a lot of fun with it still, but I think really at the moment, it's just sort of getting into that routine of, okay, time to play some Persona 5, because otherwise I know if I drop off of it for one night, it might become two nights. And then if it becomes three nights, then I'll probably never pick it up again for at least another month or two so i really just want to sort of get into that habit of getting through it um it's probably still going to take me another month or two i'm assuming depending on the rate i'm going at the moment but um i'm hoping to have it finished at least somewhat soon yeah um but i mean like you know i as i said i've been enjoying what i've been playing in the meantime weirdly enough though i'm enjoying the sort of the regular world everyday sim kind of stuff a lot more than the metaverse stuff um, I, i'm with I mean, you on I'm... that like because i yeah. i i found that as well like i was sort of dreading i i avoided because they've got that um like the side quests area where you can like it's all optional stuff what i can't what's it called yeah. again the mementos it's mementos called, yeah. yeah yeah i i always avoided that just because like if maybe it's just because i'm not big into turn-based combat but combat in that game as stylish and fun as it is, it always feels like just a necessary thing that you have to get through for me to get mm -hmm. to, like, the story and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing with the me mementos, at least, is that, you know, the combat in those are at least a lot easier than they usually are in the palaces. Like, there's, I think, majority of encounters I come across in mementos, I can beat in, like, 30 seconds within two turns. Like, especially, like, we, depending on how high level your characters and personas are, like, you can just, if you have, like, you know, enough abilities that 
target every enemy's weakness. You can just sort of wipe them out with one move, do an all-out attack, and then you're finished. Um, I mean, the the victory animation lasts a little bit too long, but <laughs> other than that, though, I think it like it doesn't bother me as much. But I just wish that the level design there was a bit better. Like it, it's really you can really tell that they're just randomly generated sort of paths and destinations to get through in those. Yeah. But I think yeah, as as you know, we sort of both agreed the regular everyday stuff is a whole lot better just because you know like i feel like as opposed to even you know as opposed to even sometimes the palaces the level design and just sort of the world design of shibuya however you pronounce it and all of the other um japan districts you're in and have access to they feel so like despite all of the npcs and like other background characters that are really just being sort of like i, I want to say sort of like hollow voids of characters basically with no actual expressions or much attention paid to their design it's still like it still really feels like a lived-in world like a place that i could actually go to like i i essentially have the entire map of the school down from memory at this point like i know okay if i go from the classroom straight upstairs I'll go to the library from the library. I can do such and such and such. Like I can rent a book. I can return a book. I can read books, believe it or not, in a library. But um, I mean, and, and it sort of like leads into my next point where about how every single action you do in this game somehow contributes to enhancing and furthering your character. So, like, you know, reading that enhances your knowledge stat. If you hang out with certain characters, they might improve, I don't know, say, your your guts stat or your charisma or your kindness. Like, all of these other things, they somehow further your character and it really sort of, you know, gets the dopamine levels rising when you see those little, I, I don't want to say, like, music symbols or whatever, basically just sort of say, this stat has been enhanced or whatever. Like, it it really goes to kind of like create an addicting loop of just interacting with as many characters as possible. And I'm, I'm having a ball with it so far. I'm, I'm unlike you, James, I'm probably not going to put it down anytime soon. Yeah. I hope, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. How do you feel about the persona part of it? Like combining the, you know, sacrificing two personas to make a new one or did you mess around yeah. with that yet? Yeah, I've messed around with it, with it for a bit. I mean, I've really just been sort of like, when I do that, I've mainly just been doing it on the those little sort of weaker personas that you just sort of have to get if you want to, those sort of weaker personas that populate the palaces a lot that you just sort of yeah. have to get if you want to collect money and stuff from them. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, I get those and then once they've sort of fulfilled their purpose, I just sort of combine them and sort of use them to enhance another persona or create a new one. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not that interested, like, unlike Pokemon, because it's, it's very, it's very Pokemon if you think about it in a way, but unlike Pokemon, none of the personas really have that personality, I guess you could say, unlike a Pokemon, because like, you know, it, it, I don't know much about, you know, Pokemon, but you can at least tell that most, if not all, of the creatures there have personalities, whereas these personas, outside of, like, you know, maybe that initial conversation challenge you need in order to sort of, like, actually acquire them as a persona, which I think is a really fun mini game to sort yeah. of figure out. 
it, like once once that once you actually acquire them you i really don't see them for any more than just their abilities like yeah, okay, I mean, i'll use this they, because they have this ability like, they, they look badass care. though right yeah oh the the design like I, yeah the design I mean, and art I, like, style is i'm not even a big fan of the game but i have an, a statue of arsene the first persona that you mm. get in the game because he's such a yeah. just a badass character design it just yeah, it gets exactly. tricky though to uh because certain personas you have to have in your party to to get your confidant level up with certain people and so it gets tricky to have to keep switching switching them out all the time you know? yeah did you have that yeah. problem at all or i haven't actually encountered that problem just yet okay. but um i mean if i do at least in the future then i'll i'll know what to i'll know what to do then <laughs> i do believe i do believe that uh there's a certain section in the game where you get like a lot of free time to make up for anything you missed because you know it's very schedule oriented so mm. if you screw anything up i think you do get a certain amount of days free time yeah so okay because yeah because i mean there's like there's certain characters like um like An and Ryuji that it's like as soon as I get a text from them one afternoon yeah. saying hey do you want to hang out I'm like yes immediately hang out just because I want to hang out with those characters more and yeah. just you know because like I like they're probably like just the interactions and getting to sort of flesh out their own little side stories is probably my favorite part of the game so far it, like even though those interactions last about one two minutes yeah it is so worth that sort of and you you already know this but to anyone that's listening uh it's better it, it, make sure you go to restaurants to eat food make sure you read books make sure you you do certain things like that you, you want to get your stats up so yeah exactly and like as i mentioned earlier it, it feels like unlike other games like say gta and watchdogs legion where it's like hey you know you have all of these eating establishments or pubs you can drink at like they don't actually do much to enhance your character other than maybe contribute towards a trophy or something whereas in here like every, almost every interaction you do somehow furthers your character in some way which just really goes to show that yeah. like you want to keep invested into this world and every action you do feels important reminds me of hades <laughs> hmm. i haven't so played hades, hades yet but I, I can imagine that so how are you handling the calendar are you having are you falling behind or are you doing pretty well with I... it I, I just finished the work, third man. palace. Yeah. <laughs> I I just finished the third palace a couple of days ago and I got through that entire sort of palace within three goes. Two really, but like I got through that entire palace within three sort of infiltrations just because I kept pushing forward. Even yeah. though my characters were low health and low mana, I still pushed forward and like I managed to get like I think, like, what, in my first infiltration, I managed to get, like, halfway through. Then in my second, I managed to get, like, three of the four lock... I'm, I won't say what, but, like, I managed to get three of the four, the four um, locks or whatever to unlock the final treasure. But, um, like, I've, I'm not sure if it'll change in future palaces, but, like, I've managed to just sort of get most of the palace infiltration stuff done in just, like, one or two days and then just spend the rest of the time just maximizing getting more items hanging out with co other confidants and increasing my stats so i'm no, not having much with it so far yeah no, that, that's well, yeah. one last question for you is uh have you been grinding in the palaces and are you having a hard time with the combat or you find it pretty smooth like how, i how i at the start of the third palace i had a real hard time 
because except that was mainly just because I had all the other characters set to like auto attack or whatever, mm-hmm. where I didn't actually have control over what moves they did. But um, so I did have some trouble at the start of the third palace. But once you know I switched to direct commands for all of my party members and sort of actually took my time with the combat encounters, I found them a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But then I also there, there's a certain character you get in the third palace where you basically need to have her on your team at all times just because her like her abilities are so op in that palace that like a good two-thirds of the enemies in that base are weak to it so she's kind of yeah she's kind of essential for that palace but um i mean i don't know what it'll be like in the future sort of palace but um yeah i'm i'm still like i as i said i'm definitely planning on playing some more um and i'm hoping to you know in a few weeks time say hey i finished persona 5 which is something you know even like a I month mean, ago something I few people have done that. that's, that's yeah, resume exactly. worthy Mitch. you you walk up to employers <laughs> and you tell them i be persona 5 and they'll be like damn yeah this I've, guy's got commitment i'm this, pretty sure more people have walked on the moon than have finished persona 5 <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I beat it for the record oh. <laughs> oh no I like let the record show let the record show, the record uh, show. yeah uh, Mitch though what else have you been playing um the, I've also been playing Remnant from the Ashes this week which as many of you PS may plus. know would, yeah with PS Plus which I'm I'm really glad I held off on buying for $30 because I'm so glad this is a PS Plus title <laughs> you wouldn't have been um, happy if you I, paid paid for it no, not not for thirty dollars. No, this is not a thirty dollar game, even like a fifty dollar game as it's going for in Australia right now. Like it, it's not worth that amount. I don't think it's um, it's it leans into Dark Souls a lot more than I was expecting. Like I, from the reviews and trails I saw, I was expecting you to sort of get I, new items and weapons at like a fairly steady rate. But um, no, it, it's definitely like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, where like getting new weapons and stuff is. So uh, I don't want to say rare, but it's so, definitely. So it, it's the Dark Souls of Remnant games. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh, it, it's interesting though that you're not digging it because I remember I like I bought it at launch and I mm. really enjoyed it. Like it's it, yeah. it's it's like I'm a I mean I'm a, a shooter fan. I've never really been a Dark Souls fan. I've always bounced off those games because like i can appreciate those games but i've always bounced off them just because they were so punishing but why i like remnant because it takes that formula but it just it dials back like the the punishment like a lot uh, and i appreciate yeah. it for that yeah no i definitely appreciate it for that too like i I've, I've heard that once you beat the main story or whatever the game definitely improves a whole lot like once you get into the end game but i'm kind of like at that early game at this point where all like even with like super basic gear all of the enemies are just like a cakewalk and they don't really pose too much of a challenge like there's been like one or two encounters like i had to defend a woman or whatever in a church for two minutes and that like i died a few times on that but it like as you said it's not as punishing which i can you know i definitely um am happy with but i i guess like part of the reason i'm just not into this as much is because okay so the same people who did darksiders 3 did this gunfire game, games yeah. and yeah it it shows like a lot the um 
just like Darksiders 3, the level design is is not great. And the, the sort of tools they give you to explore the world and figure out where you're going, such as, you know, a map in this game and a compass in Darksiders 3, they are very unreliable, especially so in this game, because they give you zero sort of guide as to where you're heading. I, I don't think the minimap even shows up enemies, so I don't know why it's there. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's... How do I describe it? Like, I've, I've already spent about a third of my play ter- my playtime, and that's about three hours. So I've spent an hour already just aimlessly wandering around environments trying to find my objective and where I'm supposed to go, which is not a fun first impression for the game. Well, no, actually, the the most fun first impression I had for this game was literally I, I'd been playing for three minutes, and I when I got up to the first cutscene, the game already told me to, your data is corrupted, please delete this game. Jeez. So, yeah. <laughs> that is so not I, a good I, first impression. No, it's I'm, really not. So I'm definitely yeah. deleting this off my PlayStation now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean, like, the... I mean, as James mentioned also, the combat... Like, the combat is satisfying, but at the point I'm at, the story and the gameplay loop just isn't resonating with me enough to make it actually that interesting. Like, I yeah. I don't really have... Unlike Persona 5, I'm not really that compelled to play any further, which is a shame. That's, that's the thing, like, I don't remember... This I I played it when it came out, which wasn't that long ago. Like it was a couple of years. I think it was like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, yeah. Uh, and it's like I don't I don't remember the story at all. I remember a couple of the bosses, but I I remember like in playing it for the gameplay a lot more. But there were some levels in there where I was not enjoying myself at all. Like some really like there was there's what I don't know if you've gone to the swamp level yet. No, not yet, not yet. No. But I, I seem to remember that being that in particular being a pain just because of what it does to your movement and and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the enemies in that area. Um, so like there are some bad points about the game, but I came away from it with as a positive experience. I feel like I got my money's worth out of it personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I wanna... time will time will tell. I guess for me, but yeah. What were you gonna say, Dory? Oh, I was going to say, I, I feel as a whole, the PS Plus offerings this month, at least for me, aren't very strong. Like, I looked at Remnant uh, from the Ashes because I had heard about it before. And I looked at some trailers. I was like, this looks very Dark Souls-y. I'm like, I'm going to pass on this. And then I looked at this other game. I can't remember what it's called. My cat. Farpoint or something like oh, that. Oh, Farpoint. Farpoint. Yeah, Farpoint. The VR game. And it, um, it's a great it was, game. It, it looked pretty cool, but it's a VR game. And I don't think you yeah. can play it outside of VR. So I was kind of bummed. I was like, this kind of looks interesting. Maybe I check it out as a PS Plus. But it's just a VR game. But you also one? you oh, also so get enough. you also yeah, get VR. Final Fantasy VII remake, which was a game of the year contender last year. True. Like last year, like less than a year yeah. ago, it came yeah, out, that, and it was a game of the year contender. That is the best thing, contender. hands down. That is the that, best thing, hands down. I think down that's the best PS Plus game it. they've ever done. But also, uh, Maquette, we'll get into later on. But like Maquette is a great little game, and it came out. It like it released on PS Plus, I believe. So oh, that's for PS5 I only. I think it did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, PS5 only. Yeah. Yeah. PS5 yeah. only. Uh, they also Certainly. have the stay-at-home uh, Ratchet & Clank uh, thing, which is great. Although I just got it for Christmas, so I was a little miffed. But I'm glad that everybody can play it. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, I'd say, I'm... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I also got Final Fantasy VII Remake for Christmas. 
but and like despite it being on PlayStation Plus this month, I'm still glad I did get it then, just because I now have access to the PS5 version when it comes out. Yeah. Photo mode, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Photo mode, enhanced graphics, and all that. Yeah. yeah. It still sucks that they you can't upgrade that version though. Like I, I would have just they should have just gave us the yeah. PS5 version and, and then made the DLC pay like you pay for the DLC. Like that's how I would have done it. I'm surprised they're making us wait till June for that though. Yeah, isn't that kind of weird? Like what is it? Like I'm I'm what? assuming it's to finish off the Yufe Yufe Yufe. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me let me explain you how yeah, let me explain how video yeah. games usually work, Mitch. So there's some work involved. <laughs> And they have to finish the game before oh, they can release it. But it's like, you know, right. it could have been like a fun little shadow drop or whatever. Because I don't think anyone yeah. was, ex- like, as far as I'm aware, there weren't any leaks or anything about a, a Yuffie. Yuffie. Yuffie story chapter. So I, like, they could have, you know, if they wanted to. Like, say, say theoretically, if it was done this month, they could have just said, hey, we're announcing this new chapter in a PS5 upgrade. It comes out next week. The internet yeah. would have lost their minds. They could have, they could have just made Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, a plus for plus in June, when like, mm. right when the DLC comes out. Then everybody would have the access to the game, and then they be more people would be more likely to buy the DLC right right True. then and there. You know what I mean? That's how I would have done it. Then again, though, they, like, announced it announce all that stuff here in March, it'd be a little bit odd for them to say, hey, we're announcing all this Final Fantasy VII stuff. Yeah, you're not going to get any of it for another three months. Yeah, but at the same time, people are probably going to beat it now and then not touch it for three True. months. It'd be hard for people True. to go back sometimes. Like, people that love it are going to... Yeah. Well, the people that love it, I guess, already beat the game, like, when it came out, I guess, but... But, mm. yeah. True. So... I don't know. But yeah. anyway, like, we're getting sidetracked here, so... Yeah. Uh, Mitch, yeah. you've been playing Batman as well. Correct. I have been. So no, no, yes. No, no, no. For, um... Batman. <laughs> for no, 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 how's that? How's that shark spray working out for you? Capping people. Oh, it, it actually people. it's uh pr- pretty ineffective, unfortunately, oh. at this point. But I'm I'm pretty sure there is a shark in Arkham City, which you, you also don't yeah. have that spray for. But there's no better repellent than your own damn fist. So I'm <laughs> I'm very very I guess you could say excited to face off against whatever the shark's name is in arkham city but anyways back to arkham Asylum. um i'm playing the remaster on ps4 which the text the textures are all look amazing but the lighting and for some reason everyone's face models look completely whack like i have no (laughs) i have no just to be clear just to be clear you are talking about the game here not like us yeah. Yes, I am talking about Batman Arkham Asylum. Batman Return to Arkham Arkham Asylum is the is the title. God, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> why, I hate well, it. why I have to? Why, my question is, why would you want to return to Arkham? Mm. Well, because mm. we're fans of Arkham and how moody. Why is it? Arkham why is anyone a fan of Arkham? I do, do you realize how much crime the happens fighting. there? Like, do you, do you realize how much crime happens in that city? Like, there's like, I don't think in real life there are any supervillains, or there are very few supervillains. In this one city alone, there's like 20 of them. Why would anyone yeah. live here? No, I was going to make a joke, but no. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say like Chicago or New York, Detroit. But no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, you could have been a Florida. bit of a joker there, Seb. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Seb's being a little two-faced right now. Am I right, everybody? Huh? I don't like Ooh. where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I know. I put a Harvey Dent in the mood here. I'm oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Oh, can we trust them? Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Mitch, um, how how is Batman Arkham Asylum Return to Asylum Return to Arkham? The, the game, the game itself, amazing, just as amazing as I remember. But the the friggin' I have no idea what they did to the lighting in the remaster and, and the faces, but they just completely ruined it. And I have no idea how they could make a remaster in some areas look worse than the original. Yeah, because like I mean, this, like, it's a fairly yeah yeah like it's a it's a fairly common criticism too like especially back when this released back in 2016 2017 but um like a lot of people say and stand by the fact that the original game looks better than the remaster which i can totally understand like there's there's a lot of like if you go back and look at it there's a lot of things about the original arkham asylum that just worked for what they were trying to do like the the dark lighting really sort of complemented the some of the weird and wacky character designs they had for like say Joker, for instance. Like his he's got a friggin' long ass chin. And that would not have worked if they didn't have this like the art style and lighting that they had in that game. Yet here it just looks really weird and off. And I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. But um I think I mean one thing that has remained continuously horrifying between both the original and the remaster though is the um the titan enemies that they have like the big monster ones i so for the deepest dive they've basically taken us up to about the halfway point in the game where you just this get is the, the uh, min max deepest dive the min max deepest dive indeed and basically you, you have to fight two titan enemies as a boss fight and they have a transformation scene where, like, their friggin' spines are protruding out of their back and their, you know, their muscles and bones are sort of all, like, sort of, you know, engorging and yeah. sort of popping out of place. It's, like, for a 2009 game, it's like, 2009 a superhero game especially, like, it is horrifying to look at when you think about it, like, in context. Like, some, like what would be happening to them. Um... And I, I don't really buy Joker's whole plan in this game at all, but yeah, whatever, that that comes from the deepest dive. The but, final, um, the final boss kind of ruins the game, in a way. I, like, I'm not, so disappointing. Yeah, I'm not as a get like we. I won't say what it is here in case someone hasn't played it, but like, I, I, I'm not as against the final boss as a lot of people. But I, yeah, I'm I in the still, same camp. Yeah, it's like pretty, I'm not as against yeah. it, it, but I think joker's whole motive and plan to get up to that point is as great as much as they like sort of nail the mannerisms and sort of the character of joker throughout yeah. the throughout the entire arkham series really yeah i have no idea what they were doing for this story here yeah. like any any other villain could have done for that yeah. plot but just like for some reason they chose joker and i have no idea why i so, can yeah, imagine I it was probably because like at the time comic book video games had a bad rap like this was like the first properly yeah. good one uh in a long time and i like they probably wanted to make like they probably wanted to bring out the the big guns and make a good first impression 
Mm. That's true. I I I want to think that, but like at the same time, like I'm pretty sure this game's written by Paul Dini. I think it is, and he was responsible for like some of the best like Batman the animated series stories. I think from memory. So it's like it's not like the writers they had for the first two games. I, I mean, it say. shows. No, I mean, definitely. I, yeah, I think it probably comes down to marketability though as well. Like yeah, you, you know, if you if you it's too. a new it's a new IP. I mean, it's not a new IP. It's Batman, but it's like a new franchise in yeah. in video games. It's like one of the first Batman video games. And you, have you like yeah, if you've got like Scarecrow or uh, some like Two Face or something, some uh, villain that people don't care as much about, it's yeah. like people are less likely. To... <laughs> it did start getting ridiculous like once we were like three or four games in and they were like but it was the joker the whole time it was like it got really frustrated on, don't even get me started on arkham knight i have so many poems that came in yeah. that story, night but... night and origins are both susceptible to this to start i think i I, and I, I, like origins. Origins. I like origins i like origins i love but... origins honestly like i'm yeah. sorry to um sidetrack here for a bit i love origins i really like what they do with the joker in context of it being their origin story well most of what they do with joker but i think arkham knight especially and i won't spoil it here but what they do in arkham knight is just tedious and you can like i get what they're going for in terms of the greater story and what they're trying to say about batman and the joker's relationship but i feel like it was just overkill by the time the story ended and I just wanted the Joker to shut up. Yeah. And like, I just, I, you know, I, I replayed Asylum in city last year. I think we even, mm -hmm. maybe I was on the podcast when we were talking you were, about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And I, I still enjoy Asylum, but I vastly prefer city. Well, not vastly. It's like a, but the mm -hmm. difference between a four and a 4.5. Right. But, but I still yeah. definitely prefer city. Like I, I appreciate a lot of the stuff Asylum goes for, but Damn, I gotta tell you, they handle the snipers way. Snipers, ironically, one of the hugest issues I had in that game. Like, I don't know if you all remember, but I ranted in asylum or in city. Yeah, in, in asylum. In asylum, they're brutal. Yeah. Like they just lock oh, yeah. onto you immediately, and you just you almost can never get away. Yeah. And because the glide mechanics are still a little dodgy, like they haven't completely perfected them yet, it just it makes all the difference in the world. Um, yeah, I still liked it though. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I think the, yeah, the, no. Well, really good. contrary to popular belief, Joker hires only the finest uh, sniper assassin. <laughs> he really does. In, in, at least, at least in an as asylum, he does. In City, they seem to have taken a big step down. But I'm okay with that because that's well, you know, not fun. budgets run out. You know, I, budgets yeah. do run out. That's true, James. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 asylum still has my favorite moment in the, in the whole series, though. With Scarecrow, I'm not going to say what it is, but. Oh yeah, no. that is one of my favorite parts. Even though the platforming is a little wonky, I still think it's yeah. still really still effective. I, I think, think I, yeah, go ahead. Know, I was go gonna ahead. say I think despite you know, contrary, despite what I said earlier, even Asylum's next to Origins is probably my favorite story in the series, just because wow. of how it's paced. Yeah, and how because like in Asylum, something's always going on. Whereas in City, it feels like you're sort of stuck in little mini episodes of something where it's like a little, like, chapters. It feels very segmented where it's like you're in City, you'll go, okay, now I have to go here to pursue my objective. Oh, okay, now I've done something rather in here. Now I have to travel all the way over to the other side of the yeah. um, City just to do this. Like, it feels, it feels like it's suffered from 
I want to say Bioshock syndrome, where like once you once you think you reach an objective, turns out you have to complete another three objectives just yeah. to get just to get to it. Like I think, yeah, the museum, like the museum, you have to like you get into the museum, then you find out, oh wait, I can't actually enter the museum yeah. yet because I don't have an upgrade. Now let yeah. me go back outside and then travel all around the city just to find these three jammers then go back in and oh, yeah. maybe there's something else in between that but yeah it's it's just annoying as hell do you guys get lost in those games because like I, I beat all the games on the ps4 last year and i like asylum, asylum I, asylum, i'm like running in circles for like 30 minutes I, like i don't know I where know i have some of that yeah i had to look asylum, it up asylum asylum i got lost like a bunch of times city i almost never got lost yeah that was another asylum thing. was like the map and everything it was just real it, 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 it was terrible. not good and, yeah all right, we, gotta, we probably have to move on, Mitch. Yeah, we, yes. No, no, that's okay. I was, I was going to say. Any final like, thoughts yeah. on the game? Um, It's, as I said, it's just as amazing as I remember. I think I'm excited to finish it off for the deepest dive. And Oh, and I also got the plat for it. So I'm at oh, least wow. thankful to the min-max for actually what pushing man, me to get the plat. Quit bragging. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I said, what about you? What have you been playing? This week. All right. Well, I'm. I've been very switch gang this week because. Uh, Get out of here! I don't want to hear it on PlayStation. Then anyway, uh, switch. <laughs> switch gang. No, I, I'm. I'm playing uh, Bravely Default Two, which is a new game that just came out from Square Enix. Uh, it's very traditional turn-based RPG. So if you love that genre, just be up your alley. And if you don't like that genre, I'd totally avoid it because it's it's as traditional as it gets. Like it 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 doesn't even try to do anything new. It only has one feature that's different than other games, which is the um. It has which which is like its risk reward system, where you can actually attack four times in a row, but if you do that and you don't kill those enemies, you can't attack for three turns. So you kind of leave yourself Ooh. susceptible. So you got to like really plan how you do that. But it's a great way to like grind enemies, uh, and uh, it can be challenging. Uh, you got to be very careful how you. Uh, how you plan you plan out how you're gonna fight the enemies, and uh, the English dub is really bad. Uh, I would say really bad. It's pretty bad. Like it's the accents are all over the place. Uh, some people are like British, some people are Scottish, Irish, American, Australian. I don't know. I, I think they just it feel like they just grabbed any random person they can find off the street. Like oh, you want to you want to double character? Knock what, up. what is it with uh, like Japanese RPGs and having? british uh, voices for their characters i guess it's because it's like fantasy medieval time so they they figure like when you think of that you think of british people yeah so i guess so i think that's i think that's what they're going for it's like, even worse I, I, I was i mean i i remember being absolutely blindsided when i first saw like gameplay of xenoblade chronicles yeah, and, like, I, I heard i heard the guy's accent and i'm like what who's and i think that's the I think accent they're, I, he went for I think there are Americans doing British accents, so that's even worse. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, is it really? I thought it was genuinely British people, or maybe in, maybe in that game, but sometimes they okay. they generally get like Americans doing British accents. That's awful. So yeah. it, it it's kind of like Assassin's Creed Unity, where you've got like uh, not ancient France, like sort of uh, the French Revolution, and all of the characters in France speak with like. Copy British accent. British accent, yeah. Like yeah. Like I think, yeah. Accents. All right, Govna. How's it going? Must be I think Japan's done a lot better with their dubbing, but like, well, they're not the ones dubbing it, but you know what I'm saying. Like, 
Because yeah. there's, there's been anime where I've watched, like, there's a black guy that's voiced by a white guy, and you can clearly tell it's a white guy. Like, they don't even oh. do a black voice. It's just, like, a white guy. Or it's just weird. Japan's just weird. Yeah, Japan's always been, especially... Oh, that's a side topic. Sorry. So, I'm also playing the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, because I haven't played that yet. The Isle of Armor is pretty cool. It's very basic pokemon it's it's kind of bland honestly uh the crown tundra the crown tundra uh, dlc is much better there's way a lot there's way more content to do uh there's a lot of legendaries to catch and a lot of like things to look for so i'm enjoying that uh all right sorry before you move on Seb, what are your actual thoughts on sword and shield like the game itself because i know some people love it some people hate it I, i'm mm-hmm. not really caught up on the whole pokemon sphere yes. as you no problem <laughs> you know, Pokemon is one of my favorite franchises. I've been playing it for 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sword and Shield is pretty de- pretty good, uh, but it's disappointing in the grand scheme of things because I know they can do much better than they did. Uh, mm-hmm. The frame rate's horrendous. The graphics are horrendous. Not horrendous. Like, the graphics are okay, but they could have been way better. There's way yeah. better Switch games that are open world. There's no, There was no excuse for great Game Freak to be as lazy as they were. Uh, I wasn't upset about the National decks, but I really wish they... Uh, did more Pokemon, there was really no excuse for them to be lazy. It just, it, it felt like a lot of laziness, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah, the like DLC that. is kind of making up for it because they added a lot more Pokemon. But mm. overall, it was pretty good, but it, yeah, it definitely could have been better. Like, it's yeah. like it's a solid, like, maybe 7 out of 10. Like, it, I think it's definitely worth playing. But if you don't like and Pokemon, you... I don't know if I can recommend it, though. No, like, I, I definitely that wouldn't be playing it anytime soon. But I know there's that weird, that weird, um... They they just announced it recently the Pokemon open world game where you like sort yeah, of Arceus, like, yeah. Through the, yeah that one I'm I have no idea what to expect Pokemon that, Legends like, I, got, I got a yeah, yeah something weird. I remember getting a text um during my shift of work once from one of my brothers saying hey I think you'd really like this and then it was the new Pokemon trail and I'm like it <laughs> looks different <laughs> yeah like, like I'm, I've we've been waiting for an open world Pokemon game for so long but. It does. It does need a lot of work because the frame rate was bad and the graphics were pretty bad. Like, yeah, I don't it, know it was why. very choppy. I don't know yeah, what compelled them to show that so early, know. like when it was so unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, and like again, making like... a vertical slice for a demo yeah. like that, like even for a trailer, I, I that takes a lot of work. I know, but mm-hmm. like, mm. they yeah. should they should have just taken more time to do that. I think. Yeah, and the funny and the thing is, I don't even know if I trust them that it's. Actually, that's what the game's actually going to look like because Game Freak just they just it, been very late. I don't want to. The thing is lazy. They're just like it could the, be better. Yeah. The thing is though, uh, I like I I have never been a Pokemon person. Like I've not played a lot of the games. I think, mm-hmm. like Sword and Shield was my first one, and I only played like an hour of it, but I bounced mm-hmm. off it because I think yeah. if you haven't played those games when you're younger, it's a lot more difficult to get into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is a, a Pokemon game that I could maybe get into, just because it's so different. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved... So I, I, I played Pokemon for a long time. I played it till Diamond, which, oh my god, was like 10 years ago or so now. Um, More than 10 years ago, actually. Um, and they just announced the, re- the remasters of that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Just announced the, the remakes of that or whatever. I'm more excited I, for that, honestly. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, But anyway, um, I... 
Um, I really enjoyed Sword and Shield, but it's from the perspective of someone who was out of the Pokemon franchise for like 10 years. And yeah. so basically, you know, those little incremental changes or like little things they do to fine tune the, the, um, the process. So it's more and more accessible and better yeah. and better and better. Mm-hmm. I basically got like 10 years worth of that one game. So me and my Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, you know, you know, uh, just was just flabbergasted by how good it was because mm-hmm. like I hadn't played Pokemon in so long that all these quality of life changes had come at me all at once. I was like, this is yeah, amazing. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why everyone's so upset. But like, so I totally, I, I do get the discourse around it for sure. So it's kind of yeah. like if you uh, if you played Call of Duty Four when that came out. And then you didn't play another one until like the one from this year. And then you yeah, played yeah, that yeah. and then you're like, wait a minute, this is shit. They ruined it. That's <laughs> it's like the reverse of that. Yeah. Um, I really, I really enjoyed Sword and Shield. It's actually probably one of my favorite Pokemon games. I, I think one of the problems with the development, and I, I agree with you, Seb, I don't think lazy is quite the right word because I know, I know that they worked their ass off to make it where it was. It's just that it required a lot more time, and Nintendo just wasn't going to give them that time. I think it was because mm-hmm. of like licensing deals. I think also Sword and Shield was originally going to be on the 3DS, but Nintendo decided halfway through production, "Hey, we actually want this to be on the Switch." So Game mm-hmm. Freak's like, "Well, shit! Like, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta put this on the Switch." So <laughs> I think it was a mix of Nintendo being Game Game Freak not having a solid Nintendo not having a solid vision, and Game Freak not getting the support it needed under a small amount of time. And so they had to cut a lot of corners that made a lot of fans, I think, justifiably angry. I wasn't angry. Yeah. I don't care. It's one of my favorite games of 2020 or 2019, whatever. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I get why people are upset. I get yeah. why. And I haven't played the DLC either. I, I yeah. still love Sword. Yeah. Sword. I, yeah, I wasn't in the I wasn't in the angry mob. That's for sure. Like, I, I was a little disappointed with it, but I wasn't. I was disappointed because I, 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 going into the game, I knew there was things I didn't care for. But, uh yeah, I wasn't in like the angry mob, and there's 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 a lot yeah. of Nintendo fans that are not happy no matter, what, like, so there's that too. Anyway, I it, it's it's sorry, it's so odd to me. Like, I'll, I'll say this and I'll move on, but like, it's so yeah. odd to me how I don't say violent, but like how passionately angry and dispositional a lot of Nintendo fans. No, it's are. vile. I, yeah okay <laughs> i don't think we need to sugarcoat it the way that some people yeah. are going after game freak was fucking disgusting like it's yeah. un- unbelievable yeah. y'all some this of, is a fucking yeah. video game yeah some I of it's some of it's very it. fair but people take it to like the ultimate extreme yeah shut down game freak it's like no like they made yeah. it like a they didn't put in as much as you want yeah. that's fine to be upset about I it i mean some of the tips about it and criticize yeah. them but some of the texture was really awful. Like you look at the trees yeah. and the grass, it was like, oh my god. Yeah, I did notice that. I liked the graphics overall, but yeah, I was also a brand new Switch player at the time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not horrendous, yeah. but you, you you play Breath of the Wild and then you play that, you see the difference. That's for sure. Uh, so speaking it's, of Breath uh, of the Wild, uh, uh, oh, sorry, we should probably move on, Mitch. Honestly, yeah, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Jeff, but sorry, you, you moved yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Breath of the Wild, uh, I went back to it, and I can say that I'm loving it now. Uh, I was, I was, this is always one of those games. I was like, I didn't understand the hype, but now I do. I think it's because I have, I know, like, I know what to do now. Because usually I don't like open worlds with no direction, but now that I know look to to look for the shrines and stuff, I'm having a blast just like exploring the world looking for them. Uh, I, so I played for like 25 hours the last few days, and I didn't even make any progression with the main story. Like I spent literally the whole time going through the whole map. So yeah, uh, so I've been playing. Yeah. yeah, 
So I'm playing Hades. I played Hades today for like about two hours at work, because uh, it was a slow, rainy day. Uh, I, I'm having fun with the railgun, uh, but uh, that game's kicking my ass though. <laughs> so, I, but but I, yeah, but it's a fun game. But I've been having a blast getting my ass kicked. So I, I finally got past the first like proper boss in that game. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like the last time I played it, uh, and then I I died a couple st- like a couple areas later, yeah. uh, and then I'm just I'm back to square one. Like I can I got some more dialogue. I can, you can speak to the, yeah. the boss and in yeah. the the hub and everything. And but then I'm like I'm just back to get my ass kicked by her every time. So. Yeah. Now 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 I'm like getting harder versions of different bosses like randomly, and now that's kicking my ass even more. Like I like I was fighting the Hydra. And now the Hydra has like all these extra moves now. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I'm like, it, it ruined my good run. I was I was doing really re- well that run, and then, but that's the that's the so that's what's great about that game. It's like no matter how much you get your ass kicked, you just want to keep playing. Like it's so addicting. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything about Hades, so of course I will not comment here. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah you don't you don't even know what it's about, right? That's right. No idea. I definitely didn't think like sixty hours into it or something like that. Mm. At least. At least, <laughs> at least, at least, Nintendo's not even honest with me about how many yeah. hours I put into. The you didn't game. talk. You didn't talk about it like ten yeah. podcasts in a row. I definitely didn't. That'd be ridiculous, James. The, the Switch timer, the, the Switch like tracker is definitely not accurate because it says I only put yeah. five hours in, but I definitely put like ten hours in so far, for sure. Like yeah, I, it's I don't not, think it's it not a very good tracker though. for Hades. I have no yeah. idea why. And then finally, I'm playing uh, Maquette. Or is it Marquette? Maquette. Maquette. I've been playing Maquette as well, yeah. You got the Platinum? Yep. It was an easy Platinum. Quit quit bragging, quit bragging. No, we'll get to to Maquette in a wee bit. Um, But yeah, uh, Dory, what have you been been playing? All right. I, I like, had, like, nothing to talk about last week. So I I decided to, like, uh, bring out my Switch and bring out the podcast game. So here we go. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. I am. Mm. <laughs> Ironically, the first one is not the podcast game, but I've been playing Sea of Solitude. Yeah, um, I bought it from the indie sale. Um, Great game. I I really like the graphics. It's definitely like I get big Unity engine vibes from it because I'm pretty sure that's what it was made under. Um, but it's mm-hmm. really a beautiful game. Uh, it's it's very nice to look at. I've I've only taken one screenshot, but honestly, for me, that's a lot. I don't usually take screenshots while I'm playing. I I think like Uncharted Four and Spider Man 2018 are like big exceptions to that, but for them, or uh, Last of Us, but besides that, like I don't usually do that. Um, I do like the narrative a lot. A lot of the narrative deals with like mental health, um, bad relationships, uh, abusive relationships, uh, family breakdown, bullying. There's a lot of sensitive topics that um, if you are not comfortable with that kind of stuff, you should probably avoid this game. Um, but yeah, I... if I could interject on yeah. that on that point, uh, the the lead uh, on the game, Cornelia uh Gephardt or uh, I can't I remember if that's her second name or not but um she did a, a TED talk on making the game and like what the game's about and its themes and everything uh which is really good I highly recommend checking that nice. out yeah I'll go check that out once I'm done with the game um yeah I, some of the dialogue's a little on the nose and I think the voice acting is takes a little getting used to it's just it's just they have certain accents that at first I was like I uh, didn't expect yeah. that the voice like, the voice acting is a like a deal. I think they're releasing a new version with new voice acting. Oh, really? Um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, because yeah, there was a lot of criticism about the voice acting when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Dory, I think the voice acting is kind of subpar. I, well, I think it's kind of endearing. 
actually. Mm. Like, it is definitely yeah. subpar, there's no doubt about it, but I kind of like it. Dory, what uh, console yeah. are you playing this on? Uh, I'm say? playing on the PS4. Okay, because there's a new version coming out, right? Definitive edition or something? Yeah, they announced it for Switch. Um, I don't know if it's coming to other platforms, but I did. I tried playing Sea of Solitude not too long ago uh, for a project on my PS5, and I don't know if they fixed it by now, um, mm-hmm. but the game is, or it was at the time, very, very broken on PS5, mm-hmm. like unplayable. Did you? Uh, I, I, will, I will say I, I've had a couple audio glitches where it'll for a split second like a, a sound effect will go on for a little longer sound like distorted or something mm-hmm. um i will also say so as someone who deals with like mental health issues myself uh depression anxiety um intrusive thoughts you know um i definitely some of this game hits hard for me um i talked about this a few episodes ago or on a special episode i can't remember but um I was playing. I played another game called The Darkness or something like that. When the Darkness Comes or something, which is a free game addressing mental health. And I feel like Sea of Solitude does it massively better. Obviously, it had a bigger budget, but um, mm-hmm. it it it's just a big improvement. Um, it's it's nice to you know. I hear all the time on Twitter and on online in general from people about like, oh, you know, I have intrusive thoughts too, or I see the world like, you know, in similar ways that I see it, and that's nice to nice to hear. But actually seeing it in a game, I don't know, makes me feel a little more valid in that way. Like, I'm not the only person who has this metaphorical or literal monster, like, right next to them saying to them that they're, that they're a piece of shit. Because, like, mm-hmm. I get that yeah. sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think, I think this game is very important because it's like your intrusive thoughts are not always lying to you. Sometimes there's a grain of truth to what they're saying. Like, maybe you have been, like, shitty in the past or, uh, or, or, or need to be a better person in some ways. I mm-hmm. think that's true for, for myself um but it also says like the important thing is that you're trying to do better like my my one of my favorite shows of all time is the good place and one of my favorite quotes from the good place is it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person what really matters is that you're trying to be better than you were the day before it's a very corny quote I like that. but i think it's yeah. very, no, I, very i like good that quote. yeah i i like i like these i love this is why i love sea of solitude so much uh, and i feel like it really got overlooked in 2019 when it came out um yeah but like i love these games where like they tackle themes like these and you can really sort of get into the nitty-gritty about that and, and talk about how they handle it yeah 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 I, uh, I like a lot of it i i think they handle it with with a lot of with a lot of care and a lot of um uh like the care that it really deserves and so yeah. I, I i appreciate just seeing that in a game yeah. um i'm about I think I'm at chapter 10 at this point, so I'm pretty close to the end at this. Um, uh, there's definitely... I've, I've definitely had some moments where I'm frustrated. The gameplay is okay. There's one section that I keep with that game. And you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I hate section 10, uh, chapter 10 as well. Um, there's a, I won't go into specifics, but there there's a part where you're getting chased and there's just not a lot you can do about yes. getting the enemies off your back. Yes. Hop like a doofus to get away from them and it's infuriating yeah. and every time you lose you start back at the beginning it's awful um but that's that aside i think i think it's a really it's a game that has a lot of genuine heart to it that i really respect even if it doesn't nail the landing on everything it's like it's one of those games where it's like you know that the people behind it really care about what they're saying this isn't some half-ass attempt to cash in on the mental health discourse or whatever um mm-hmm. i really think yeah. sea of solitude's creators care about this and uh and I I think it's a it's a good game, uh, but I will move on to something else unless we're unless we any no I, I I'm really I'm really looking forward to what that studio does next. 
which will yeah. probably be another I... EA Originals game, uh, which I'm excited about. Yep, great game. Uh, I have been also been playing Carry On. Uh, Carry On is a game where you play as a big red amorphous blob. You're basically the thing from the movie The Thing. Um, and you are crunching on people. And I got to tell you, that is my favorite part of this game. You just grab people and you just crunch and munch and it's great. And the, the sound effects are just perfect. I don't know what sound effects they use, but hopefully not real people, right? But it's really good. Like, I, I love these sound effects. I, I don't know why, but it's kind of the highlight of the game, which I don't know what that really says about it. Um, I think the game, I'm only a few hours in, maybe three or four um so i'm maybe halfway through the game at this point it's a short game um but it's it's fun it's a little repetitive um i kind of the only thing really is just like little puzzles here and there trying to make sure you don't get shot too much by humans um there was one part where i really got stuck but i think i kind of messed up the progression and so i just had to restart from checkpoint and then i i fin- i completed the thing in like a minute um i don't know where the story is gonna go i i kind of have some brief speculation or ideas because there is actually a story to this game, amazingly enough. Um, huh. But um, I'm interested. I mean, I, I it's not like, you know, the, it's not like super grabbing me, but like, it's cool. Um, map can get a little confusing. That's my only other gripe with it is like, sometimes you kind of get lost. But honestly, movement is so fluid and so fast. It's never a huge deal, even when you do get lost. How, how does it play on the Switch? Is it really it's pretty good? And... It, okay. it took me it took me a little bit to get used to at first. I think the first half hour is a little shaky for me because I just wasn't used to playing this kind of game on a Switch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know, Seb, you and I have talked about this a few times, but I love the Switch as an indie machine, and that's what I basically play it as these days. Absolutely. So carry on. But it, 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 another it is, I think it's on Game Pass, though, if, if you do want to play it on PC or Xbox. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, sounds like, it sounds like a bit of a carry-on to me. Mm, there it is. All right. Well, I don't Someone want to carry to on any longer. So let's ah. let's uh, let's talk let's uh, talk about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Here oh, we man. go. Ooh. Um, uh, so, how long have you guys got? <laughs> uh, how long have you all have for how bad this game is? All right. So I will try to keep this short. I promise. I finished it on stream recently. I just did a sprint, uh, not a marathon, a sprint to finish this game. There was even a couple side quests that I felt bad about skipping at the end, but I was like, this game doesn't deserve any more of my time. <laughs> So, good luck to those okay, people. let's talk about the let's talk about the worst. One of the worst things about this game is the fact that Shadow is in the title of it, but this game can't handle shadows and lighting for shit. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't even have the, Shadow the Hedgehog in it. It doesn't, <laughs> and that's another disappointment because I want I want Shadow the Hedgehog with guns to face off against Laura Croft with her double guns, but she doesn't get that in the game, of course. That would be cool. I'd play that game. I, I have learned some things about the background of Shadow of the Tomb Raider and why um, why it's not yeah. like I why face. why some of some of the um, some of the um, aspects of it are kind of undercooked. Um, so they were starting to develop Avengers at the time. Uh, certain people behind uh, the Tomb Raider series left, like lead developers, lead writers, um, and that, yeah. yeah, and um, so I I see that. I mean, and they, they so, swapped they my, swapped developers, and they was it? I I can't remember if that was during development or before, because the first two were made by Idos Montreal, wasn't it? No, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Crystal Dynamics did the first two. Then they went on to do Avengers, which, as we all know, was a very successful venture. And yeah. then, completely, but for, I mean, tons for, of money. Yep, yep. 
then for Shadow, they moved it over to Eidos Montreal, which oh, basically the forced them to discontinue the Deus Ex series, which is an absolute crime, especially considering how Shadow turned out by the Yeah, Shadow... So, so here are the big problems with Shadow, okay? I could talk about Shadow of the Tomb Raider for a long time. Here are the big problems. This game has incredibly poor pacing. If this game ended in, like, ten out, 8 to yes. 10 hours, it would yes. be an okay to mediocre game. But yes. this game has such bad pacing mm-hmm. that I was confused at least a couple, like, I, I, I think I did 8 or nine uh streams of it um and and i i like i did do some side quests i did talk to people and stuff like that so i get that i'm part of the problem here right because i want to be a little bit of a thorough person yeah but my thoroughness made that storyline and it just doesn't deserve the time it's getting like it's just like there's some interesting themes between laura and and the and the main villain that I think are cool. There's even a couple of uh, dialogues where uh, I was invested or a couple scenes where I thought the acting was really good. I had a couple moments throughout the story. It was like, that was actually pretty good. Why isn't there more mm-hmm. of this? So there's all these little glimmers of hope in, 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 in Tomb Raider, but, but just like a, a cave that is about to collapse on itself. It never lasts for very long because this just, this game just eventually just falls apart. Like the climbing mechanics are just like an, uh, anything you've ever played before, Assassin's Creed or Uncharted. The only thing interesting is that it has a scramble feature that you can press X again on um, PlayStation. You can press X again to like scramble up, which I thought was cool. That was the coolest thing. But everything else is just cut and paste from Uncharted. Uh, it just felt very yeah. Um, it, felt, it felt very like um, derided from other things, not its own thing. It's like an action game, but like barely any action. Like it's like what maybe five combat sections. Like most puzzles and dialogue. I very quickly realized there's no point in updating or upgrading yeah. any of your uh, weapons or or getting new ones. I yeah. used the bow for almost the first half or 75% of the game. Only when they started introducing certain enemies with armor or certain other oh. kind of enemies, I won't yeah. spoil. Um, yeah. I, I started using like the shotgun and like AK or whatever. But, but like I didn't want to. I wanted to play with a bow and arrow because that was my preferred. But the game basically yeah. forced me into playing anything but the yeah. arrow and so yeah, by the get... end of the game yeah i didn't yeah. use the arrow the bow and arrow at all which sucks because yeah. i love that thing once you get this skill that like kills stealth kills two enemies at once like you basically beat the game pretty easy like it's it's, it's like it's, it's, pretty... it's a big game changer and yeah. and honestly um you know i i just thought certain elements i didn't even bother with like you can hunt animals but like both in person like in real life and in the game i was like i don't want to do that like like mm-hmm. no offense but that's like that's why games like red dead don't really appeal to me because like part of the i know that's just a part of the game but part of it is like i, I just don't really want to hunt animals or or scavenge it like it doesn't yeah. sound fun to me right yeah, um yeah. you know so there was just a lot of things that were wrong with the game and it it's it's just if it was paced better, honestly, I'd be less harsh on it. But it just feels like it never ends. And Laura, mm-hmm. the ending isn't even that great. Like, once you get to it, like, Laura just kind of goes like, well, you know, that was great. And, like, let's never do it again. Yeah. I... And that's how I feel about the game, except that it's not great. Yeah. I feel the exact same way about the first game. Because it, it, by the sounds, I haven't played Shadow yet, but by the sounds of it, the first game and Shadow... Not obvious just just basically have the exact same problems like pacing um the the ending especially because like the uh, it's not really too big of a spoiler here i guess but it's like the ending of the first game is sort of just like 
some corny action line and then just cut to credits and yeah. it's just, it it's not good at all I, like, and... I just feel i just also feel like laura just deserves better like she just deserves better than to end off a series where she's finally making her big comeback and where she's finally not going to be treated as like a, a big breasted sex object finally mm-hmm. by like game devs like she's mm-hmm. like she deserves better than what shadow the tomb raider is because it just feels so half-assed um mm. and it's just it's very frustrating um i i don't know if i hate it or i hate uncharted 3 more it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough uncharted call. 3 is a solid whoa, game whoa, whoa, whoa. like i, I, I agree have that. light years better than that game how dare you first uh, of all <laughs> i don't like uncharted sacrilege 3, but anyway sacrilege. i mean i don't like uncharted 3 either dory so it's, it's all right yeah <laughs> this is a playstation podcast at like, two mitch know, Ed two. <laughs> I, I I don't hate it, but I don't love it. it it's easily the weakest Uncharted game. Oh, yeah, it's very that. mediocre. I, I Uncharted yeah. three is probably it's better, better than the honestly, first one. But... It's it's better. It aged yeah. better than the first one. Oh my god! Uh, I like the first gameplay. One. The first right, one hasn't right. aged. Anyway. Hey right, guys, you have anyway. you know, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Uh, um, but yeah, but yeah you... that's that's my quick and dirty review of Shadow. I don't recommend anyone play it. You don't need to play it. Don't do it. Um. <laughs> I have also been playing Grindstone, which has been my, my podcast game of choice. Nothing more to say there. Uh, Hitman, I played a level. Uh, I played the same level, the last level I played at the rave level. Um, and it's still pretty fun, but I, I just like played once for like 30 minutes and just to see if I could do it a little faster. Um, the, the last interesting game I have to talk about is the Raji uh, demo. Uh, now, Raji is a game. It's, it's a game about an Indian character uh, named Raji. Uh, and she's basically trying to rescue her brother um, from demons or something. Uh, I don't understand a lot of e- Indian mythology. Um, and, and by the way, by Indian, I mean people literally from India, not Native Americans, just to be clear. Hmm. Um, but anyway, um, the graphics were okay. I wasn't stunned or whatever, but they were fine. Uh, the concept is great. I love that we're getting Indian mythology games. Like gaming has come so far at this point that we are having games about Indian mythology, which is awesome. Um, and it's, it's good to be inclusive about more cultures and more life experiences and stuff like that. So I'm all aboard on that. Um, I thought combat was just okay. It felt kind of wonky to control and movement felt weird. I didn't really like the way it was just a 30 minute demo, but maybe um, movement felt weird as well. So maybe I'm not too educated on this game. I would it looks interesting to me. I'd maybe check it out at some point, but I it doesn't seem like the kind of game that has combat to me. Like it looks it doesn't look like that kind of game. What is like what kind of combat does it have? So Raji is basically wielding the staff that has like a spear at the end or something like that or a sharp pointy thing at the end. Uh blade. Um as you can see I'm well educated. Um and um you know, she can do a whole host of moves. Like, if she could run up a wall and then jump down and, like, you know, pound the earth with, like, the, the, the blade. Or she can, you know, strike. Or she can tumble and strike, which felt a little unnecessary. Um, it's, it, you know, it's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know that it's worth, like, buying for me, personally. Uh, there were also some puzzles, and they were just kind of turning puzzles, mi- mixing and matching symbols. They were okay, but, like, again nothing to write home about um it just felt very much like a a seven out of ten indie game to me but mm. yeah uh and that's everything right yeah that's everything i got yeah. cool i uh, i haven't been playing as much as you guys so uh this will be a lot shorter um i have i've been playing 
I've been playing some Mad Max. I downloaded Mad Max uh, recently because I had it in my library from PlayStation Plus or something like that. Um, and I I love the landscapes. Like I, I've seen so many great photos from that game. Uh, like I love the landscapes and and everything like that. You can good take shot. some really good shots in that game because the, the the main thing that I wanted to bring up about Mad Max is like the photo mode. It it does something that <laughs> that a lot of games uh, don't let you do and that is it lets you zoom the camera far away from the character so you can get them really nice landscape shots where your characters are like very tiny on a horizon or something like that um like if you go on my twitter you can see what i mean because i've been posting some of the shots but i love those sort of uh, those uh, shots like that i wish i could take more of them but like games like the last of us part two their photo mode like they let you orbit around the character and they don't let you zoom out very far presumably because they don't want you using the photo mode to break the boundaries of the map um but yeah i I love it when when games do that and especially in a game like mad max where you've got these like this fantastic color palette of like the orange of the sand next to like the deep blues of the sky and everything and it just it looks really fantastic what do you think of the gameplay so far? Like the actual open world and how that's sort of going. Mitch, I'm not playing this it. for the gameplay. I didn't play didn't it. Play I it. know. That's, I didn't that's play why it. I'm wondering. <laughs> um, I, I genuinely have just been driving about taking photos. I haven't played much of it at all. I I think it is... I'm surprising. From what little of it I have played, like it's very... It's nothing to phone home about. Like it's it's enjoyable. I actually I actually think like the melee combat, like the punches are really weighty and like they have a lot of oomph to them. Like mm. it really feels like you're an angry Australian man. Uh yeah, you know, like, like built like a kangaroo, you know. Um relate to that, right? Uh yeah, and yeah. uh you really feel like you're an angry Australian. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I mean yeah, the, the combat is probably above average. It's fun enough. Uh, but once again, it's not the reason I'm playing the game. Uh, mm. Other than that, I've also been playing a little bit more Demon Souls. Mm, uh, I, I've been playing... I, I'd say I've played a few hours more of Demon Souls this week. And I have... Can any of you guess how much progress I've made? Zero. Or negative ten. Wow, I'm glad you have so much faith in me. But no, you're absolutely right. I haven't made any progress whatsoever. Uh, I'm still... I'm still trying to get past the Terror Knight. I've gotten like oh, wow. I, I've gotten to the I've gotten to the point where I am I'm now able to defeat the guys in front of the Terror Knight on the path to the Terror Knight pretty easily. Like I can get them every time now. But then I get to the Terror Knight and I just it's so infuriating because like he does these huge attacks that seem like impossible to dodge because they have such a wide range. Right? The Tower Knight? Yeah. Like he slams his shield he slams his shield down and I like I roll it the way, but it's not far enough. Um, are you taking out are you taking out the the archers first, right? I did the last time I did it, and I probably will do that the next yeah. few times. Yeah. Um but I, even then, it's still those attacks are still really difficult to dodge. And like yeah. trying to get around behind him is difficult when he keeps turning around to attack you mm. and just like all I can, it feels all I can like I'm is- get good it feels like i'm doing no damage to him like i see there's a lot of hints lying on the ground saying use magic and that kind of stuff i don't have any magic 
So well, that's not an option maybe, for me. So maybe you should play magic. Why don't you play a magic build? I would play a magic build, but then I wouldn't look like the guy from the trailers. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so I yeah, can't do like, that. You, you just get you got to attack the legs. That's what you get and hit him in the head. That's how you beat him. But I'm attacking the leg. How am I supposed to hit him in the head? I can't. He falls down and then you hit him in the head. And, you, and, you, and oh. if you hit him in the head, he does like a damage to him. You know, uh, I, I will say so James, attack the weak spot I, for I predicted that you hadn't had made yeah. zero progress because you did say in the Discord. I I doubt that anyone has ever beaten this game ever. And then that's all, true. It that's true. Half of us beat it, it like in the in the Discord. All right, dragon. Jeez. One of I these days, one of I beat Tower Knight my first try. So shut wow. up. Okay. Shut so, up. Jesus Christ. I, even, I have I have proof on Twitter. One of these days, I'm gonna beat Cuphead, and I'm never gonna stop bragging about it. I swear. It's like uh, no, honestly, like though, <laughs> yeah, honestly, Demon Souls, uh, the bosses are not that hard. It's it's getting to the bosses that are hard in that game. The bosses mostly are pretty, pretty easy. Not easy, but like they're very, they're on the easier side compared to most Souls games. Uh, it, it feels like the first Souls game, which it is. So you know what, Seb. You may have you may have beaten the Terra Knight on your first try, but I have the Fall Guys Platinum. So, ha ha. Oh, you <laughs> Well, I don't even like Damn. Game, so. I mean, Seb, <laughs> how can you beat that, man? And Media Sonic just got bought is... by Epic Games. I mean, they're you know that plat's worth a lot more now. That's right. As we all know. So, so now Epic owns you. So congratulations. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Epic it was owned, a binding right? contract. They own, they own the rights to James. Oh uh, no. They now, uh, own, they now own the rights to PS Premiere. I know it's we, time to go to our sponsor, Epic Games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they purchased us. So get on your Fortnite hats, because we're, we're oh, sponsored no. by Fortnite. <laughs> but, uh, but Mitch. <clears throat> yes. I, I do want to move on, because we've both been playing uh, the demo for a game that one <laughs> might argue is not that good. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Outriders? Outriders, it um, it's not great. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say that. Um, I I went into this demo vaguely aware of the sort of public reaction to this game, and I mean I, I was even talking to Seb about it in the Discord, where it's like I think you, maybe I, I don't know Seb and Dory or one of you guys, you were saying it's like oh I've heard like Twitter people like bashing it on Twitter, um. And I'm like, oh, I've had some mixed reactions to this game. So I finally played it, and um, I, 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 oh shit, sorry, I dropped it after an hour. I, I couldn't. Once <laughs> you, once you get past this sort of prologue area, I couldn't go any further with this game. I'm gonna be completely honest. I, uh, I'm in the same boat. I, uh, I played up until the point where it says that's the end of the demo. You can pre-order or whatever. And like then you can go and do you can go and do side quests and stuff like that after that, and you yeah. can like try and unlock the legendary guns and stuff. Which I didn't do any of that. I just uninstalled it uh, after I did all the main missions in the demo. But I, I, I was hotter on it than I think most people seem to be. You, you seem to be, yeah. From the, from I the like I have that it has some big issues that need ironed out. Like there's there's some polishing issues which I haven't really taken into account because it's a demo mm. it's not it's like the game's not out yet there's still a while to launch they can iron that stuff out um, True. but the, True. the one the one thing that i thought was really interesting that i wanted to point out particularly in like that first level 
where you just arrive on the planet and you're talking to everyone and it's just like all these it's just all these conversational cutscenes where you're literally just going around talking to characters i don't know if you noticed this but in all of those cutscenes like they use shaky cam oh the camera's like <laughs> the camera's shaking like crazy and it's like it's so like tonally Nauseate. like it's so it's so weird like because it's Nauseate. clearly it's clearly a creative choice it, uh, but it, it makes it, no it, sense because it's like it's it's just dialogue so it's not like usually you use shaky cam to indicate like it's a high intense it's a high intensity like scene there's or it's an action scene or maybe it's just like um that that uh, that show uh uh what's yes, it called uh the thick of it like that i can't i can't <laughs> watch that show because like they use the shaky cam so much just to like get to give you a sense of like because it's a show about like parliament and everything in the uk yeah and, how- and, and politics and stuff and they're yeah. like they're using the shaky cam constantly to convey like this is a frantic situation everyone's running about everyone's very on edge and it works to that effect um but it makes me so uncomfortable watching that show that i just cannot watch it but like in this in this situation it just doesn't fit any of these scenes that they're using it and i don't know why they've done it the closest the closest thing i can think of that matches this game is the other recent wolfenstein games like how their cutscenes are all handheld and they're all you know they're all very handheld and shaky yet in wolfenstein well, one, it's not, a, it's nowhere near as intense as this. Like, it's still, it's handheld. Like, it's it's very, like, uneven, but it's not shaky cam like this, where the camera is constantly jittering to left or, or the right. And, like, it fits for Wolfenstein because it's literally, like, the Nazis have basically won. And, and like, yeah, in Wolfenstein, like, these part. characters are hiding underground. You'd expect, like, exactly. them to feel like exactly. they could be killed at any moment and that kind of thing. Exactly, whereas in this... And I, it's sorry, literally I just... just like based... sorry. No, I was gonna say it's literally basically just the human plot of Avatar. Yeah, where but I mean, come to a planet they're looking to colonize. I I could I could buy that kind of like they're on a new planet. They don't know what's out there. I could I could buy that they they're kind of on edge and and they like they don't know what they're in for and they're kind of worried about what's around the corner and everything because it's uncharted territory. The writing doesn't but... sell it for me though. Yeah, right. Thing. That that's the other like, thing. The writing and the acting, like it feels like, like they don't really care. They're just. It's it's awful. <laughs> I love you. You tweet you tweet out a video of that. Like there's this and like there's this set piece that happens where everything sort of kicks off and it kicks off the story where they're they're on this alien planet and the storm kicks off and it starts giving people superpowers and like killing people and stuff, and it's this big massive like really cool visual effect storm. And you clipped this uh, thing and put it on Twitter, which I also found hilarious. Uh, but like <laughs> taken out of context in the way you took it out of context, it's just it's so much better. Where <laughs> the, the main character, like somebody just dies, and then the main character is like getting hit by lightning, and they just make this really weird fucking noise and this face. <laughs> it's just incredible. The character does that a few times as well throughout just random cutscenes, and I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> Like, and totally froze. Uh, Sorry. There's um, there's a bit earlier on in the like just before the set piece happens, where it's just like, hey, there's something really weird going on here, and he's he delivers the probably the best what the fuck I've ever heard in a video game ever. Where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no. <I'm just> like, <laughs> oh. What the fuck? 
it's it's amazing. It, it it kind of reminds me if anyone's seen the first episode of Doom Patrol, where you've got you've yes. got a flashback with Brendan Fraser and he's like in the NASCAR race or whatever. Yeah. And then he just just his delivery is like, what the fuck? Like what it is. It, it's I'm watching the video it's, right now. It's oh, it is. It's. Yep. I have no idea what they were doing. I have no words. Other than that, like aside from that weird stuff, though, I do think the story is quite intriguing. I like the um, the environments. I think are really interestingly designed. Like I love the aesthetic (laughs) that they've got going on, where it's like these sort of World War One style bunkers that you're fighting in, but it's on this alien planet. Um, I think that's a really cool aesthetic. I I guess I mean it, it. It kind of I. Like, I've just recently watched Avatar for the first time, surprisingly enough. I can't believe it's taken me this long, but I just get heavy Avatar vibes from this. Yet, what I loved about that movie was that they took a very, you know, um, cultural, I guess you could say, approach to it in, in discussing, like, the culture and how that sort of interweaves between the indigenous population and their belief systems and how they act... Whereas with this, it I mean, it, it might have changed after I dropped it after an hour, but um so far it all I've really gotten from the alien world is that it's alien and they're trying to colonize it and there are big friggin' thunderstorms or lightning storms or whatever that also maybe give people superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's I'm not it is a little personally. yeah. It is a little bit on the on the dry side, but yeah, I I think I feel like there's potential there. Like I just I like that concept. I think more than anything, I like the concept. Um, but I I, I do want to touch on the combat as well because I feel like that's a point of criticism, perhaps. But mm-hmm. I I think the thing is it's very like it's a cover shooter. They mm-hmm. tell they tell you to sort of they encourage you to uh, be aggressive. Because you heal by killing enemies up close, uh, or at least you do when you're playing Trickster, which is the the class that I picked. No, I'm pretty sure it's for like all classes. Like it's a basic gameplay thing where yeah, well, like if you kill enemies, you get health back. But but it, it still it still feels like a pretty generic cover shooter. Like the the gunplay it, it the it's above average, I would say, in mm. terms of how fun it is. But I think the uh, abilities elevate it a lot. Like you guess, there's the abilities are really fun to use, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that for me, like, it, it feels like a fundamental misunderstanding of the like kill to gain health mechanic because, like, the two main games that I can think of that have that mechanic are Control and 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 Rage Two. But the thing that made that mechanic work in both of those games is that they gave you a skill set with like a dash ability or in controls case like a levitate ability they gave you all of these like fast mobility options where it made like getting up and close to enemies super quick and super satisfying yet having this also be a cover shooter which is basically like sit as still as possible then you know true well what did what class did you pick I went for the De- Devastator class, which right. I, I, I think the only ability I got I, I've obtained in my playtime was the like simple L one ability where you just like 
punch into the ground and there's a little tiny explosion if you aim at an enemy but that that's really it because with the trickster you get an ability where you can you press r1 and you instantly teleport behind uh the enemy that you're aiming at that seems a lot better than i was gonna say that seems yeah. a lot better than the destructor class because yeah i i don't know like i'm i'm not at least how i'm playing it right now the two combat ideas just aren't gelling whatsoever and no, I, I definitely get that yeah there's like the, yeah. it feels like there's a clash of of ideals Ideas. there they want it to be yeah. a cover shooter but they also want you to be aggressive um mm. it yeah and it's a lot of the weapons they don't feel sort of close range based like there's i don't there's no like melee combat really like you get you get shotguns and stuff but that's about the extent even, of even it. the shotguns feel a bit weak though i like, yeah um, i was thinking that also like they're um, not none of the weapons have like because it, it's made by the same people who've done games like bullet storm and gears of War judgment and in bullet storm especially even though that was a first person shooter the gunplay in that was amazing like albeit that was because it was paired with like a, a really cool like skill shot mechanic or whatever they called it but the gunplay in that was super satisfying all of them all the weapons felt precise they each had enough kick to them that they needed to yet in here it just feels like generic assault rifle generic shotgun generic like i mean granted i'm sure once you get into like the higher level loot that's gonna change but there's like destiny for example even like the super basic level one weapons still have enough satisfying kick to them to the point where it's like okay i want to continue with this game and get even better loot yeah do, do you know what it's just yeah. do, do you know what i think it is though in in bulletstorm you can play as duke nukem <laughs> <laughs> but you can't uh, in this game um duke nukem would actually enhance this game for me i would buy this game if it was if they had a duke nukem skin and voice pack i'm yeah. not even joking i think I, he would <laughs> I mean that oh. that's like that's what Gearbox loves to do, isn't it? They just shoehorn Duke Nukem and Borderlands into everything, right? Is this by This isn't no, this isn't Gearbox, it, but I'm just thinking like because Gear because yeah. Gearbox remastered the Bulletstorm and they added the Duke Nukem thing. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Anyway, uh yeah, I and also I want to touch on as well, like some of the other abilities for Trickster, the Trickster class. Mm -hmm. Uh the main one when you press L one and R one, uh it creates a bubble around you that slows down time so you can kill not only can you kill enemies a lot easier but also it slows down the bullets that are incoming and you get this really cool effect where the bullets are moving in slow motion and you can see the bullets moving in oh. slow motion towards you and stuff uh but yeah and also the the boss fight i don't know if all the boss fights are going to be like this but the one boss fight that's in the demo the guy's just a bullet sponge uh, i don't know if you if you got to that to the boss I, fight no i i basically after you had that first cutscene with the strange guy in the cape or whatever is like talks to you telepathically and then you have another sort of hoodlum or whatever the hell you call him that's like you're altered such and such and such i dropped it off of that cutscene i'm <laughs> like i can't like i'm like, like it's i, I understand it's, it's early morning i'm hungry i haven't had breakfast yet i'm tired i can't put up with this game anymore and uh, I, yeah. just, I just never picked it up again. <laughs> I was thinking, like, some of the characters as well are... It's, like, it's weird. They've got these really unique characters, but they're so... 
they're so badly done. Like they're so they feel yeah. like really bad cliches. Like you've got the evil British uh, guy. You've Scientist. Got, yeah. You've got the, the uh, you've got the guy the text in a cowboy hat. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I I actually sorry. Now that I remember it, I'm pretty sure I got up to the cutscene where you you meet up after all the after the time jump. You meet up with this this lady with an eye patch and like sort of long gray hair. It took me like a good two minutes to realize. Oh wait, you're supposed to be the same you know character that put me in cryosleep in the first place, right? Like yeah. I didn't even make that connection. Because until... she looks she looks so different. It's not even. And that. you don't have it's time for. Yeah, and that, and it's just like the story and how it's paced and positioned, the writing, it's so disorientating, which one could argue is the point, but at the same time, when, like, the character himself or herself, whatever, when they know who she is, it's like, oh, I'm, like, I I, I feels like I'm not caught up with what the characters themselves know, which isn't, like, maybe it was just because I wasn't paying enough attention, but yeah, it, it wasn't great. Um... One final thing I want to mention also that there's been a clip going around Twitter and you know I also encountered it in my short playtime myself but um for some reason whenever you like say have to load in like climb up of climb up a trench or cross a like little narrow gap oh. the game like you have to hold down the square button then it fades to black then it fades back in then it plays like a short three to five second clip of your character just doing a wee little animation crossing the barrier. Then it fades to black again. Then it fades back in. And it's like it's about 10, 15 seconds just to jump Just to jump a gap. And I mean, like the, re- like the reason they did that, they've said, like they've gone on record yeah. saying the reason they did that is for co-op to like get your yeah. teammates to catch up with you. But like there had to... There had to be a better way to do so that. Many better ways. Like you're on the PS5. Like I get, like I can. I even games like what Destiny on the PS4 and all that. Like they've basically just keep the players that are already ahead. They let them keep going, but then you know players that are behind, they'll give them like a five second warning. Like hey, you're going to be teleported to your allies and such and such. Like you're on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Like we're dealing with like SSDs and stuff here. Like. To be, to be fair, it's also it's cross gen, so they it have is? to. Oh, it it's is? on PS4 also, yeah. Oh well, okay. I but I, I, there, like um, even so, yeah. even so, like there must be a better way to do that. Like you, you were yeah. saying, Destiny on like PS4 has a much better system. Even, for that. even, even Avengers handles it better. Where it's like it's, it's got specific, like less sort of, I guess you could say, less janky or interrupted. Where it's like in avengers you just get to like the end of a room or whatever and then it just says oh all players have to be assembled to meet get to the next area in like 10 seconds or whatever like it's it's not the best either but it's at least a lot less intrusive than whatever the hell they have here (laughs) yeah definitely yeah so so answer this for me james and mitch who are the outriders what is that title what is going on here the outriders are i actually don't is yeah, it, I can't. They're like I think I they're believe... supposed. I think they're supposed to be like this set of like elite soldiers or something like that, or like something. path. I guess like pathfinders for this new planet mm. or something like the that. Mass effect. Like if, yeah, if we go, I, actually no, I think it's a pretty good comparison. If we compare it to Mass Effect Andromeda, they're basically the pathfinders. 
I'd say they're playing so that doesn't mean anything. Well then, okay. Well then, you're probably set. But like, basically, they're as James said, they're like elite warriors who are supposed to, I guess, lead the charge into any possible expeditions into the, a new planet. The and, thing like, is, though, combat it's, ready. It's so weird because they give you that context quite early on, where it's like you're this, like you're this elite soldier whose like sole purpose is to. And maybe I'm getting this wrong, but like you're this elite soldier whose sole purpose is to, you know, make a path on this new planet and stuff. And but mm. like that seems like a like that's your job title. That's like saying you're the, you're the IT guy. But then when you get out of cryosleep and it's the time jump, the like everyone's like, "Holy shit, you're an outrider!" As if you're like a god or something like that. But it's just like it like they didn't just... build that up as like a big thing beforehand. Uh- yeah, you literally just, especially like with the, especially with the voice acting, you literally just gruff a military protagonist number four hundred and sixteen in this game. Yeah, like it's, it's like in in Des to use Destiny as an example again. Like they do a good job in that game of building up the Guardians as like being these big protectors of stuff. I don't know. I'm not a big Destiny fan, but uh, like they do a, a good job of building that up, that concept up. So that like when yeah. some when somebody in a cutscene says, "Oh, you're a guardian," like that means something. But then in this, they're like, "Oh my god, you're like they're shocked when they say, oh, you're a god, you're an outrider," and it's like, "What? Okay, what the fuck does that mean? I'm just a guy." <gasps> yeah, like it's, I I haven't felt any connection to the world and the characters. Like I, I'm not gonna say who, but like a certain character dies in what like when all the big when all this shit's going down and everyone's like oh no he's dead i'm like i i didn't even remember his name like i, I did all of his dialogue options and everything i don't remember a single thing about him like it's yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell i'm not too big on this game i mean it, it says yeah. it, it says a lot that the biggest takeaway from this demo is probably that bit in the cutscene where your character like makes a weird face and goes oh <laughs> i was laughing earlier by the way because i was uh like seb i was watching mitch's clip and just like it really does sound like what the fool yeah yeah uh but yeah uh but yeah seb uh we've been playing this ps plus game this puzzle game uh from annapurna interactive and i forget the developer's name but the game is maquette uh, what do you what, what do you think of this of this puzzle game? Uh, I think the well, let me get to the notes. Uh, I think the soundtrack's amazing. Like that's the first thing that jumps out at me uh, yep. for sure. Uh, I uh, I I agree with you. Like the soundtrack is so unique is the thing that yeah. jumps out at me because it's all like lyrical. It's all songs with like lyrics and stuff. It's not instrumental songs like you'd usually find on a soundtrack. Uh, and they're all like they're in different genres as well yeah and they're all used in really good ways like that really fit the yeah. current tone of the game yeah and like it's i, it's, I, I yeah. thought i thought that the first song that plays as the game's opening it made it kind of feel like a sitcom opening yeah um, that's my favorite song of the game though like that yeah the san francisco one I, I really hope they release it as a soundtrack because it's all yeah. Yeah, original music isn't it so I can, sure. I can, because I, I can find the song. songs. I never heard that song before, so yeah. I don't know if that was original for the game or not. But 
Like you, because they're all like lyrical songs and they're all in such different genres and styles. You yeah, think are... you'd think that they've just pulled them from different places, but I. Yeah. I I tried searching for one or two one or two of them and I couldn't find them. So I, I mean assume that imp- it's original yeah. music. That's impressive for like a small indie team, you know, like to make your yeah. whole, like, all, like great songs like with actual lyrics for just like a small puzzle game. Uh, so the color of uh, the animation is really colorful. I really like the look of it. The, the design kind of did, uh, did remind me of The Witness. It, it doesn't play like The Witness, but it, it, that's the first thing that jumped out at me. Uh. It's first person. It's three D puzzle game. Uh, so you get you basically have like a main hub, and then you, you use it to make make object objects like smaller or bigger, and you kind of that's kind of how you access new areas. So you have to yeah. like it's kind of like trial and error. With so that. you've got you, you've kind of got this uh, this central area, uh, and and then you've got four different areas like puzzle areas on e- on each side of that central area, and in the yeah. central area is a model of the entire area. And you can manipulate okay. things yeah. in the model, uh, yep. which will manipulate their bigger versions in the real yep. world, essentially. Hence uh, the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of, I think it's like you made the comparison to the witness in terms of like how it looks, and the, I, that's yeah. uh, that's fair. But I think I'd compare it more to I've been comparing it more to Portal, and just because like the look of it. No, no, oh. just be just because the puzzles are. Oh like, yeah. Like whereas in the witness, you all the puzzles are like on a screen, and you walk up to a screen and you like solve this wee puzzle. In, in this game and in Portal, the, yeah. the the puzzles all sort of revolve around moving stuff around in the world and that kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't mean uh, I didn't mean the gameplay. No, yeah, I know, but that's yeah. that's the comparison that I think. Yeah. I think it like it it reminds me a lot of Portal, in that yeah. way. Yeah. I can see that. Sure. Yeah. Uh. I uh, I don't know if the story really clicked with me. Like I love the acting and the line delivery. I th- I think it's. I don't, know if, I don't know if I was like in love with the story. Like it was just kind of there. I I, th- I think it's kind of telling that like most of your notes are about the gameplay, but most of mine are kind of about the um the story. Because I I I loved the story. I thought okay. it was a really sort of heartwarming, mm. uh, the journey like this like going through this journey of this relationship right between Honestly. these two people. Yeah, like you can tell early on that it's not going to be a happy, a happy ending, ending, but I feel like without spoiling anything, like I feel like in the end they did a really good job of giving the characters and uh, me as the player a lot of closure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just the whole sort of narrative arc I think was really well done, and mm-hmm. there was a, like a lot of uh, nuance given to these characters with the small time that we had with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I thought it was just really endearing to sort of go did on you, this journey with them. Did you complete the game? Yeah, I finished it earlier today. Yeah, so the story, I think the story gets better like in the second half of the game, just because like it starts getting more narrative focused compared than puzzle focused. Yeah, because because like the first like two levels are very puzzle heavy, and then there is puzzles in the other levels, but they're very like follow a straight path and follow the dialogue. It's very. It gets like very narrative focused and trippy. It gets very it gets very Doctor Strange with all the all the craziness that happens. I don't want to spoil what happens, but yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I didn't care for was like sometimes the physics of the items were like very finicky. Like you like 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 in the second level where you have to put like an object through certain holes. Like sometimes like when you press circle, it doesn't go in right, and it like it. 
and you it would get it will get stuck on like an invisible wall, and and I, I like it would totally ruin my speed run of the level. So I'd have to restart the whole thing because it's very because it, you you have to be very very well very good on your speed run to get the trophy. Yeah, uh, and I get I get I kept getting confused with circle and square for some reason, like because squares picks it up. But circle yeah. is one that actually uses it, and I just I, kept mixing. Them. I found it quite difficult to wrap my head around that as well. And in terms yeah. of like the physics and everything, I, I there was a couple times when like I was stuck on a puzzle and I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. what it was I wanted to do. And I feel like when you're in that situation when there's a puzzle and you can't figure out the answer, you start like, and it's been a long time and you haven't figured it out yet, you start trying things like out of the box. Uh, yeah. outside the box or thinking things that you wouldn't try normally that don't seem yeah. like they'd be game mechanics and that's mm-hmm. when you could easily probably break the game but in this mm-hmm. case like anytime i tried something like that the game was really good at stopping that it feels like they really sealed all over all those cracks and mm-hmm. did a good job of testing it and figuring out where people could break the puzzles and mm-hmm. stopping them from doing that for sure yeah yeah but it's challenging at first, and then when you once you get to know the levels very well, it's like laughably easy. Like you can beat every level in about three minutes, except for yeah. like the third one. The third it, one's it, about like eight minutes long. It's a, it's a short. It's definitely a short game. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like I feel like that's why, like the, you probably will only play it once unless you're going for the platinum, in which case you probably want to play it a second time because there's speedrun trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I, I thought the length was pretty good considering what it is. Because I think any puzzle game is going to suffer from that. Once you figure out the puzzles, you're going to know what to do and you're going to get through it a lot quicker. Yeah, just just to be clear, uh, there's no chapter select, so you have to save before the level. So you do your speed run right after you beat the level. Don't move on because you can't go back. and You'll have to play the whole game again if you want to get yeah. the platinum. So make sure you save before every chapter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the first... Uh, the first two levels were definitely the most challenging, I thought, especially the second one, because there was so many like objects to go to through certain gates, and you had to like that one. That one took quite a while. Uh, I think the third one was pretty hard too, because it had like it was very long. But that one was, but but uh, yeah, there was a lot of puzzles where I was like, I, I can't figure this out. Like I spent, yeah. I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure this out. But then when I did finally figure it out, it's like it's that thing where that like I great puzzle games i think do a really yeah. good job of this where you you think to yourself like wow that is a really clever solution to that puzzle mm-hmm. uh like I, I can't spoil the solutions to any of these puzzles because i don't want to ruin the game for anyone but there yeah. are some not every puzzle but there are some puzzles where it's like wow that is mm-hmm. it took me a while to figure out that that's what it wanted me to do because that's not yeah. what, where my mind would go immediately but that is really a smart solution to that puzzle. I'll give, I'll give, I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have fun speedrunning the game? Like, was it fun to do, or did you find it annoying more than anything? Uh, annoying. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, okay. you have to... The, some of them, the time limit is not forgiving, and you can't make any mistakes. But once you know what you're doing, you can do it in, like, three minutes. Like, so it it, it flies by. So I, it took me, like, ten tries, maybe, for the first couple. And then like three, four, and five, I did it like on the first try. So, do you think? Do you think? Do you all think that this game apl- appeals to people who are just casually into puzzle games, or is it only really yeah. for people like who are hardcore? Uh, into- I, I think it, 
I'm I'm only casually into puzzle games, and I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I think if you like, if you like, if you even have a passing interest in puzzle games, and you like this mm. kind of indie game where it's sort of narrative focused, uh, and you like the sort of themes of the story and everything, which is yeah. very like it's very focused on the relationship between these two characters, mm-hmm. uh, then you'll probably get know, a lot out of it. I know it's partly because I'm, I'm I know it's partly because I'm playing it right now, but honestly, it's giving me some Sea of Solitude vibes in certain ways it, because yeah. they're. There are some puzzles in it, and there's a lot of narration for that game as well. Yeah, it's it's. I I love games like that. That's probably part of the reason that I um, enjoy it, that I enjoyed it so much. I'm not sure if I can recommend it if you don't like puzzle games. To be honest with you, it's a very slow game, so you you have to really dig those kind of games. I think normally I don't. Okay. So I like I wasn't like blown away by this game, but I thought it was quite enjoyable. I had a good time with it, you know. Uh, I like I I wouldn't have been mad because I was gonna buy this before it was on PS Plus because I was interested mm-hmm. in it before. Uh, I wouldn't have been annoyed if I bought this for full price. Mm-hmm. I like I would have gotten my money's worth. I feel like it's well, really. I think you. I think if you really dig this game, you should go after the platinum. I think you'd have fun speedrunning these levels because it's really fun actually speedrunning. Some of them. Some of them are frustrating at first, but like. Uh, there's some funny strikes as well, like because I obviously you've got the platinum so you'll have done the trophy with the pets and mm-hmm. like i I love how like a mouse i, I love how when you, yeah but i love how when you do that like there is a song dedicated to that and it's not something yeah. that you have to come across yep yep but yeah um i think i mean that's really it. like the story i don't want to spoil the story but like the story goes some really it goes where you expect it to go yeah, it but it doesn't make it any less interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's still really strong. Yeah. I think it clicked you more than me, but it wasn't bad. Like I didn't have a problem with the story; it just didn't blow me away or anything. So, yeah, but the gameplay is... is gameplay is fun. If you like puzzles, I think you really like this game. The animation, the colors, the soundtrack—they all really pop. It's very impressive for a first game because this this is their first game. Uh, forget the developer, but yep. uh, so that's very impressive. I'm glad it didn't overstay its welcome as well. Oh yeah, for sure. You can beat this game in like half hour if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So. Wow. But that wraps well, up I, my thoughts on it. Yeah, I would say it's about two to four hours, maybe. If, yeah, like, that if sounds overall. that sounds accurate. Yeah. yeah. For the first run. Yeah. Yeah, the first run. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's it for me. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, in that case, we are going to take a break now and hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of the PS Premiere Podcast is sponsored by Anthem Next. Team up with your friends in this complete overhaul Stop. of... What? It got cancelled. Oh, for fuck. Now, uh, this week, it was there was an announcement for a new game in the Aliens franchise. That's right. It's Aliens Colonial Marines 2. The sequel is here. <laughs> Finally. Uh, no, it's actually uh, Aliens Fireteam. So it's a three-player PVE co-op shooter. Uh, one of them sort of Left 4 Dead style games. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a third-person shooter. So it's um, and it's in this in the Aliens franchise. It did give me a lot of Aliens Colonial Marines vibes. I think. Why I mean, I think that's three-person. Why is it not four? Cause, well, because that's some. I don't know. Some do three. Some do four. It, oh. oh. I guess uh, it de- it just depends how many people they want to let I, you play with. I don't know if it's me, but I swear every game starting to look exactly the same. I, I like I, yep. I, I, I I've I've seen this game like every week. There's a new game that comes out that looks just like this. We are getting a lot of games in this genre at the moment. It feels like, yeah. But uh, 
I, yeah, I, I, I was as I was saying, like I get some aliens, colonial marines vibes from this, but I feel like that's. I feel like there's two kinds of alien, like games in the aliens franchise that you can have. You can either have aliens, colonial marines, like action, uh, gameplay where you're just shooting aliens, or you can have alien isolation where it's horror based. Both of them are shooters. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they, the Predator game that we got and the Aliens, they, they should have put them together and had Aliens and Predators with this style of gameplay, and I think that probably would have been cool. That would have been cool. Do. Yeah, but uh, and maybe this game would be a little original because it'll have like maybe the facehuggers and the aliens jumping at you and stuff. Maybe they can do some cool things with that. But I heard that there's apparently like 11 different enemy types, including facehuggers. Okay. Yeah, so, I saw the uh, I saw the dog in Xenomorphs. So, so yeah, like I'm assuming, I'm assuming they'll have some original variants yeah. of their own. But I mean, I, I'm I'm just looking it up now, and apparently it is definitely going for the left the left the dead route, as yeah. apparently it has four different campaigns and obtainable challenge cards that can add modifiers to your playthrough and such and such. So it, I, I don't know how I feel because like I mean, I recently bought world war z and the different campaign very level based sort of structure just doesn't work for me personally and i mean i guess if you you know if you're into that and you're an aliens fan you'll probably have a blast with this but i think personally that's not mm-hmm. really for me yeah at all it seems like the general reaction is on the more positive side i haven't seen any like major like I haven't seen any any major reactions from anyone at all. To be perfect, from what I mean, the comments, people are like, "Oh, this looks pretty good." I, I haven't seen anyone like, are, "Oh my god, are, why did you?" Go ahead. We are actually the first outlet to ever respond to this news. No one has said anything <laughs> about this news prior, no. so it's made <laughs> and, and that's a fact. First scoop. Yeah. There is yeah. a section. There is a section of people that love Alien Isolation that are very disappointed. But, well, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the thing that I wanted to but mention. That game, like that game didn't sell at all, so it's I I cannot like yeah. it, it was hugely popular though. But like the I the thing is, I know there's a lot of like people thinking, oh, you know, I want aliens, I want Alien Isolation two instead of this. I I feel like the existence of this game doesn't mean that we're not getting an Alien Isolation sequel at some point, like because yeah, this is this I isn't mean, being made by Creative Assembly. Yeah. So. It, even if it was, even if it was the same people, it's totally different genres. So it's two, two yeah. different audiences completely. Yeah, they don't have a lot. Anyway, they don't have a lot. Wasn't that? Sorry, like wasn't you there like get so much? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I feel sorry, like I you can gonna... only get so much like out of out of Alien Isolation, right? I have, I haven't played it, but but just seeing the gameplay, it's like it's just it's just another it's another Amnesia game, but in the style of Alien, right? I it's, mean, like. It... It's very good though. I recommend it. But yeah, I mean, I have I've heard all great things except maybe about the save points. But besides that, like everything the, seems to be. Does it need a sequel? No. Does I don't. Yeah, think I don't. I don't sequel. know that. It, that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's a know. very contained yeah. story. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, Mitch. Go ahead. No, sorry. I, I was actually just gonna say a similar thing, but like, wasn't there like at least a few years back? I remember there being like some big press release about how oh we're developing a bunch of different alien games that are coming into you know the alien universe and continuity or whatever so i mean because wasn't there like a an ipad game or something a few years back alien blackout i think it was called and that was basically just like an, an elaborate five nights at freddy's clone yeah or something like i i i, I think there's 
definitely yeah, yeah, yeah it's an alien blackout from 2019 yeah i'm what I'm assuming is that it's basically just going to be like, cause alien isolation two could still very well come out, but as Dory yeah. mentioned, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that we should yeah. have an alien isolation two or a sequel. Yeah. Like I said, it didn't sell very well. So chances of a sequel probably not high, but maybe, maybe there's I enough mean, audience. I know people yeah. that really love it. Cause people that played it really love it, but it bombed. So yeah, it, it's weird though because at the same time, like you had the big Fox going on about how we're where they're making multiple different alien games or something like that. So I have no idea. Like, I'm assuming that Alien Isolation either sold just well enough, or the public, like the mm -hmm. public reaction being majorly positive towards that game, whatever it did, made Fox Studios or now Disney, I guess, sort of go, okay, now we want games in that series it's just action sells so they probably see the dollar signs with the action you know what i mean because uh, yeah that's a shame because like i haven't i mean i haven't actually seen aliens yet but and i know it's like really Excuse well me? loved yeah <laughs> yeah me? no yeah i i'm gonna correct that with disney plus where they've brought those movies you really should now. aliens are very yeah. good have you seen alien at least I no, I haven't. As I said, I'm, I'm planning on correcting it. But um, I, I know I've just committed a cardinal sin right here. But um, <laughs> like I know, I know both movies are well loved by different audiences. Still, some yeah. the same. But yeah. like I, when I think of Alien, I think of not Aliens, but like the original yeah. Alien, and yeah, yeah. you know, even, even to some extent, like Prometheus and a Alien Covenant, where it's like they've sort of more delved yeah. into the the horror side of it yeah quick tangent alien one is a horror movie it's like a slasher aliens 2 yeah. is a pure on action movie it's very different yeah. i I, I like aliens more than i like alien but they're both great films yeah yeah i should watch aliens Honestly, i love a good action general, film that's a general oh, aliens, aliens is james cameron at his best like yeah uh, I, I do want to take this opportunity to mention while we're talking about alien isolation uh observation is a game made by uh, Scott, uh, the Scottish developer No Code. It's uh, and it's made by some of the people who worked on Alien Isolation, and it 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 feels very much like it's it's a horror game on a space station, and it feels mm. very much influenced by that kind of game. So if you like Alien Isolation and you mm -hmm. want more of that. Mm -hmm. go and check out observation because that game is phenomenal and it's probably yeah. exactly what you're looking for yeah i yeah. i do i do think uh i did i think isolation suffered because people were still mad about colonial marines so they they had a they just didn't care for the franchise at the time i think it would do better today you know if, if it would like more time to heal from that game for sure yeah people don't easily forget the worst game ever created <laughs> so and all because they screwed up the code. Yeah, I, I love that. It was just a simple typo yeah. <laughs> that ruined the AI. They put a one yeah. where there should have been a zero. You know, it happens all the time. Yeah. That's, uh... why, that's, why that's why they joined, some of the people from Alien Isolation joined a team called No Code. That way it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> but uh, now we should move on to, well, this, this week there were, some leaks for uh, everyone's most anticipated game, Elden Ring, the uh, upcoming game from From Software and George R. R. Martin. Uh, there was a. 
it was an in, it was an internal trailer for the game that leaked. I I don't want to talk about it because I haven't I haven't looked at the leaks and I don't want to know about the leaks personally. I don't want to know anything about them. So you, uh, you want me to like not say anything about it? At if all? you if you could be so kind. <laughs> all right. There's one well, section that's very different. Well, I won't say it. You so you may be wondering why we're bringing this up, but uh, it, it leads to a good discussion, I think, about video game leaks in general and you know what they mean for the industry. Like, are they good for the industry? Like, I want to know what you guys think. Are leaks healthy for video games? Just in a general sense. Yeah. I, I, I think there's some cases where leaks are helpful, right? So this isn't a video game. This is a movie. But if you all remember when Deadpool uh, was... the Fox Studios still wasn't sure if it was going to make money. Mm-hmm. They weren't sure if it, anything was going to come of it. Um, somebody, um, I think the name rhymes with uh, Brian Benolds, um, uh, may have put it on Twitter, uh, leaked it somehow about a bunch of test footage, and that went completely viral. And then, um, you know, it it basically told Fox as a studio, okay, people will see this, they'll love it, and then they made two, I would argue, great movies out of it. So, I mean, again, I know that's a movie, it's not a video game, but I think in general, like as an entertainment industry, like leaks can be helpful in some certain locations, uh, certain situations. Of course, as we know from 2020 and certain games that involve, you know, zombies, um, leaks are not always helpful to game studios. No. And sometimes they massively, massively hurt when they shouldn't because it's only a very small part of the game and you're missing yeah. about 90% of it for five fucking minutes. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes they can hurt. I, it's just, it's very context dependent, but I don't think leaks are always bad is what I'm saying. Is, I Oh, Sorry, I was going to say, to briefly bounce off of what Dora was mentioning there with, um, surprise, surprise, The Last of Us Part 2, um, I, I was recently listening to uh, one of the recent Play, Watch, Listen podcast episodes that features Troy Baker, and they were sort of talking about the impact that COVID's had on the industry and whatnot, and somehow the leaks of Part 2 were brought up, and Troy basically said that like they would have been on like a press like they would have been the press tour for part two would have been in full swing when those leaks came out and like they would have been literally like mid interview when the leaks dropped online so he's he basically said that like if we were up there they would have like mid interview essentially would have gone hey something's happened we need to like we need to pull you out and we need you to basically isolate into your rooms and lock the doors basically until further notice like they would have gone on full lockdown just for those leaks and i can i can only imagine how much possibly worse the the ramifications of those leaks could have been if they were like literally in person at doing a press jungle like that could have been a lot a whole lot worse for the game than what actually ended up happening where they yeah. basically whether i mean it, it's debatable whether them copyright striking everyone who put up footage of it was justified but i think that's absolutely justified like yeah, i i, I think justified, yeah I, think, I mean i think it's justified but it's completely impractical and didn't matter impossible. at that point exactly, yeah, it's, impossible. exactly. It, it, it's it's impractical and it really only and just it just, it just drains the resources they should be crafting 
statements, media statements, not taking down videos of things people already know about. Not even just that, but like it also just sort of sends a bad message to certain people on the internet where it's like, oh, well, their idea of you know, free like, speech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, even ignoring that crowd, just like the sure. idea of like video game studios just don't allow yeah. any discussion in general is. Right. Yeah. yeah. But most people. Uh... Most people like Last of Us Part Two, but it did tarnish the game for a lot of people because they they That's made a lot the, of because they made a lot of assumptions without even without any context. You know what I mean? No, to, to be fair, there's people that still dislike the story even after they played it. But a lot of those people didn't even play the game. They just like saw the leaks and they were like, "I'm done with this," and they didn't even bother to. So that's that's whatever. Like I was avoiding the leaks like the plague, obviously. But that's yeah. what like that's what never made sense to me is like how could people judge it so quickly when like they know full well they're missing context uh like they know this isn't the whole story yeah it tarnished the game for a lot of people uh but so is there a situation where leaks are good though like i i I do think that 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 there are situations so uh, okay so elden ring has become a joke at this point right there are a lot of people who don't even think this game exists i would argue in this specific case that leaks are actually kind of a good thing because it shows people it's a real game. There's actually things hmm. going at the on same, in this game. At the same time, I think, like, A, this supposedly, from what we've heard alongside these leaks, is that there's going to be a trailer dropped publicly soon anyway. And also, like, I just, I feel like this diminishes hype. Like, I, I like getting excited for games. And, like, that's... That's a whole other conversation whether, like, we should let ourselves be manipulated by marketing and stuff like that. But I personally like getting excited for games before release and being, like, surprised at press conferences and that kind of thing by this trailer and everything like that. I I feel like stuff leaking before that happens always saps the fun out of those moments. I think, yeah, I, I think especially yeah. for... Like, imagine if, um, I mean, they're little mini leaks and stuff, but, like, imagine if, say, you know, like, the new God of War, for instance, like, back in 2017 or 2016, whenever that was announced, if, like, a couple days beforehand, basically, the entire trailer or, like, screenshots of it leaked online, like, that would have had nowhere even near the same effect, like, once the orchestra started up and Kratos came into view, like, no, it would have had almost nearly the same effect as it did when it did because I, there weren't yeah. as many leaks yeah, yeah. the same yeah, with like final I, fantasy I, I, reveal as well sorry the mm. final fantasy 7 remake like nobody nobody knew that was somehow they managed to keep that a complete secret and then like you yeah. see that trailer opens and you realize like that's midgar and then like one of my one of my favorite videos on youtube is uh easy the uh, it, it wasn't easy yeah. allies at the time it was uh gt or something uh, oh right, right. and like game trailers yeah and uh that's one of my favorite videos ever because like it's just them realizing w- that this is final fantasy 7 remake it's what <laughs> everyone's been wanting for so long and they just start yeah. losing their shit and i just yep. love it so yep. much they did the exact same thing for seven reveal as well yeah. like that that's another game which didn't surprisingly didn't have its existence leak they did the exact same thing for the resident evil 7 reveal back in 2016 i I will say there's definitely leaks are not even when they're they can do a positive in some respect they can do negatives in others right like i think it's a good thing 
that people now know that Elden Ring at least has had some official work done on it. So now people can't stop memeing about it, saying like, "Oh, it's just, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's just a fairy tale at this point. Like you're just deluding yourself or whatever." But I definitely yeah. agree. If especially if you see the leaks or at least see discussion of it, it can take away from some of that excitement. So it's it, even in that sense, it's definitely a, a double-edged sword, I would say. Yeah, there is a, there is a case in this trailer, but I won't say what it is that I that's very different for for a Souls game. It's something very different, and unique. That like the, the seeing the leak actually maybe builds like hype or excitement. Oh, like, whoa! What this could what, what could how could this play? Like how can this be? Like how is this gonna look like in the game? So, uh, did you did you any of you guys see the leak? We don't have to say what it is, but did you guys any of you know? I, I, I didn't, saw, I've never cared about Elden Ring, so I I didn't see it. Okay. Neither. I I, I, I think I saw I think I saw like a couple stills or like a couple people talking about it, but yeah. If you want to know, I'll put it in the Discord and I'll put a spoiler tag. But uh, it's very different. I can see why people. Some people be like, "Oh, I I have Souls game before. Maybe that will be cool." So maybe in that sense, it helps build some old excitement. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I really, I mean, I think it just helps for the people who constantly you know saying well this game is just never happening it's yeah. ha 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 it's like the mm. i have you know song of fire and ice books right this game is never coming out yeah although yeah. Some... But I, I, yeah, so i think in that sense it's helpful but another sense is obviously now you know we have more confirmation of it and now there's not gonna be a huge trailer drop which i i yeah. agree can be really exciting i i don't think leaks are always bad but they yeah they're never they're never just good probably unless it's yeah. a planned what? leak by the developers what yeah. i would kind of like to know from you guys though is do leaks ever influence your purchasing decisions because like see for me with the last of us part two specifically the leaks for that were definitely a factor in the fact that i pre-ordered that game twice because I was afraid that the first pre-order I, I had placed wouldn't arrive in time. So I pre-ordered it from a different place instead as a backup, <laughs> just in case. Uh, and I wanted to, because I wanted to play that game as soon as possible because I knew the leaks were out there and I, yeah. I wanted to minimize the amount of time that it would take me to finish the game and potentially get spoiled. Hmm. I, I I'm I'm of the sort of I tend to be in the the mindscape or whatever you call it in that I like especially with pre-orders as well like I'd only pre-order a game if I know I'm gonna buy it regardless of what the public or critical outlook on it is like games like The Last of Us Part Two especially I knew from the outset I was gonna pre-order it because. Yep. I was like, I want to experience it for myself. And even if I do end up disliking it, I'll know that I at least made my own decision and sort of had my own outlook on it rather than just being influenced by the internet. And like, I mean, yeah. like I'm, it, it's kind of par for the course, but like I'm studying news media and journalism at university right now. And basically what my lecturer keeps going on about is like, form your own opinion becomes news like don't look for one singular source and like if you can most importantly try and get your own experience and your own spin on things yeah and That's, like video, yeah. video games especially like i and for the last of us part two i wanted more than anything like even if i did have it spoiled which thankfully i only had like the one major thing at the beginning of the game spoiled yeah Yep. Even if I had the entire game spoiled, I'd still pre-order the game and play through it 
yeah and keep an open mind is the main thing like i like i especially for that i want to be an optimist and say okay i have seen this thing but i want to see what leads to it yeah for me it depends like, on the game oh, so go, you, go ahead sorry. no no no. you, you go you go you me go. it depends on the game like last of us i was definitely gonna get no for sure so but yeah. like i rely on reviews for like like bravely default too for example just because I gotta know what I'm getting into, you know what I mean? So that's maybe where opinion holds more water for me. But yeah, uh, in terms of leaks, a, game, a leak is never affected in whether I purchase a game or not. Like the only time leaks ever affect me is like if I'm excited for like a conference and like now I got leaked. So like it, it kind of ruins the surprise. Yeah. But even yeah, then, no. but even then I'm not really in the conference. I'm not really in the conferences as much anymore. Like I prefer like the trailer on Twitter. Like I'm not really in the conferences as much as I used to be. But, uh, yeah, like, but at the same time, like, some leaks are just, like, obvious. Like, oh, they're making a new Assassin's Creed game. Like, okay. Like, I know people get really mad at, like, Jason Schreier, like, when he, like, does his job and leaks sources. Yeah, that guy's like, a, a, a fucking dick leaking games before conferences. No, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's actually, um, I kind of, 50-50. <laughs> I don't, I don't like job, it. I, I know it's I mean, his job, but I also don't like when. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I'm sorry, with you, too. like. I don't like when things are leaked before conferences, but yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was going to say, like, uh, to briefly tangent here, what I uh, we can talk about it after you finish here, sir, but it's like, what, how much weight do we put on leakers themselves, like Jason Schreier, and like, do we think they're actually justified in, because like, in Jason Schreier's case, like, just one single article can unravel years and years of work by a developer or a publishing team into like preparing this surprise for audiences and stuff and then well, all it takes is just like one article yeah I do, I, that's fair i do want to interject and just mention like we i, I know with schreier particularly he has mm. like he he puts a lot of thought and I, I i i like the guy less and less these days just because of other things that are not specifically related to his work but mm. i know he has uh to his credit a, a sort of code in terms of deciding whether to leak stuff or not like i think I've he, he puts that. a lot of yeah, he puts know. a lot of thought into whether it's beneficial for people to know this like he's not going to leak a trailer for spider-man 2 a day before it comes out like he's not going to put out, mm. i mean it's up for debate whether he I, I don't know but like he i don't think he would do i don't think he'd do something like that because it's I mean, not he... beneficial to anyone like if it's yeah. if i think the case is if it's a game where the publisher and the developer are deliberately holding back information on a game for no good reason and he sees fit mm. that people should probably know that this exists and is coming like say uh, like fallout 4 as an example like he leaked that fallout 4 was was coming because but like that was a decision made i think because people were starved for information about that game and they just wouldn't give it even even then though like it's it's debate like because i'd rather if i was starved i'd rather have you know like a proper home-cooked prepared meal that's all luxury and like yeah. has a lot of love and care put into it than just some sort of five dollar mcdonald's meal or something i 100 like, percent agree with you fun. yeah yeah. I, I also want to say go ahead Dor. like yeah. i want i want to go back to james's question for a second like i've never personally had a leak impact my choices like again going back to last was part two 
I was hmm. going to buy that no matter what. Like, I've heard that there are some leaks for Resident Evil 8. I haven't looked at any of them. I don't know anything about it. But, like, it, even if it was, like, Chris turns into a werewolf and then he just goes on a rampage and kills everybody in town, I'd be like, cool, sign me up. I'm, I was already going to buy it. Now I'm still going to buy it. Like, there's just some games that I just, I wouldn't care about. Like, and some leaks just don't hurt at all. Like, we've been talking about leaks that are, like, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah's coming out. I'm like, cool, I was going to buy it. Like, if, if a leak went out tomorrow and yeah. Jason Schreier said, Kingdom Hearts 4 announced for 2022, I'd be, like, hyped as fuck, and I would not yeah. lose any hype for anything, personally. Yeah. Um, but I understand everybody's hype level works, like, differently. And also, it, it affects only a small audience of gamers, because most of us, most people that play video games are not on Twitter or Reddit, finding, like, mm. getting into actual leaks, you know what I mean? They just see E3s on YouTube and they click on the video. So it doesn't really affect a lot of people, I think, too. Like, the people that like us that are really ingrained in the video game news, like, yeah. it affects us. But, like, for most people, I don't think it really has any uh, impact. I think also, there, yeah. there's one case I can think of where a leaks would have been good is with, and this is controversial, but I, I think leaks, more leaks from, from Cyberpunk would have been good. Like, I, mm. I think specifically yeah. because yeah. specifically because they were holding information from the consumer that was important to what the game's um run was going to yes. look like on certain consoles like that yeah. that's the only yes. reason like they're point. literally withholding yes stuff. if we knew if we knew it ran like shit on the consoles people would have called them out and it would have been they would have probably had to backtrack totally and yeah. delay I, I think yeah. in the situations like that leaks are not only justified they might yeah. even be a moral imperative yeah and would, people would, would have Sorry, go ahead, man. Sorry, I was gonna say, would that be less of a leak though, and more of an expose? Because, like, leak, I mean, this is how I view it at least. Leaks are more so like informational based. Like, what is X Y Z about, rather than like in this case, like it could have been, it could be seen as an expose in terms of because he could easily, they well, someone could easily take the angle of, oh well, X Y Z, like X Y Z is happening in this game. This is what it's like. But it's like you can spin it on the developers and basically say, "Hey, don't buy this game, at least not now, because the developers are straight up lying to you." You you could definitely do an expose format instead of a leak format. But I was just thinking, mm -hmm. like, if they leaked gameplay from test oh, PS4 yeah, yeah. or something okay, like that, yeah. that's what like, I was thinking of. Proof. No, okay, I get that. I yeah, that. like stuff from the studio that shows that it doesn't run well on PS4 so, mm. or whatever. Also, I mean, there were. Sorry, there were leaks of Cyberpunk before it came out, but that was just because Xbox or Best Buy or whoever broke the um, street date for releasing the collector's editions or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> which and all, and all, all the footage, yeah. all the footage from that company is like next gen or PC on a high on a high. No, 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 like, like like Xbox One type, of, like Xbox. Oh, One okay. Collect stuff before the um actual even i think bef even before the reviews came out on yeah. strictly pc but i think that could be another like that could have been another like sort of leak slash expose worthy thing is that is the fact that knowing ahead of time like being, being fully transparent like hey cd project red or whoever aren't allowing us to either view or at least show you what it run what it runs like on last gen or current gen yeah. So I don't over overall, overall, like leaks don't really affect us, like the customers, like the gamers, as much, unless it's like really bad spoilers. But even then, those that's people like spoiling it, like in the comments and shit, like, on purpose. But like overall, 
it's really bad for the developers because we just feel bad that like they had mm. this cool like game and and in, in the like in the works and they were dying to like show it in a cool way and now like some asshole on twitter just like spoiled the whole all their hard work just like in a tweet yeah, like, for, for like a thousand likes yeah. you know what i mean it's, like it's a real shame yeah. time. it's yeah it, it sucks when you put yeah. the developers into yeah. into your thoughts basically yeah. like i mean i i get like you know as we mentioned like even I don't really like Bethesda all that much, but even like for Fallout 4, I would have rather have them announced it by themselves, have this big reveal at E3, have everyone be excited, or even more excited than they already were, because mm-hmm. they got to get ahead of, like, they got to get ahead of their own story, essentially, and yeah. have it revealed they way, the way they wanted to. Like, yeah, I... Yeah. Going back to Jason Schreier's, like, sort of code of ethics, I still don't think... I, I kind of think it's a bit of bullshit because, like, the, like unless, as Dory mentioned, it's actually crucial to, like, a customer's purchasing decision, like, as to whether the game's actually quality or not, like, ignoring story and all that. It's, like, you know, unless it's that, then I don't think there's really much justification for leaking yeah. something. Well, on the one hand, like, I agree with you in that like it is kind of bullshit like who's he to make that dis- who to make that call yeah. whether something should exactly. be leaked or not uh but i do at least respect the fact that he doesn't just like get a piece of information and then just leak it by default i guess yeah i, I, I mean there I, I is get... a reason why he has so many reliable sources at this point like you've got to have yeah. some amount of journalistic intent i say <laughs> what you want about try or otherwise i i definitely have my share of issues with him at this point similar to james but you don't get this many contacts, this many people trusting you with this with information with sensitive information for nothing. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's think, you have yeah. to. I think if you want to be a good journalist, you have to ride that line. Like you have to keep some secrets. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. neutral. I'm pretty neutral on that topic. Like it, it's his job, and I don't have to look at his tweets either. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can always just block Schreier. I mean, I've heard it. Yeah, like if I was that worried about because because leaks have never affected or better, like yeah. or not. Better yet, just disagree with him, you. and he'll block you. He'll do it for you. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's my, true. That's my problem with him. He like, he just he like blocks people like left and right, and people some people just put like reasonable replies to him, and he just like I don't yeah. have time for you. All right, Walk. well let's not let's not make this a struggle. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That's all I'm gonna say about that. One last thing. He does good it, work it, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, writing wise, he's a good like he's a great writer. I can't I can't deny he's that. He's the but... best journalist in gaming. I think. I think yeah. he's the face. Leaks, leaks up aside, I, I um, there's a quote from Doctor Who, funnily enough, that I that just popped into mind, where it's basically like, someone was like, "Good men don't need rules," but today is not a day to find out why I have so many. Yeah. Essentially, it's like, it's, like I mean, sure, he's not exactly. I don't think he's that authority, especially. Is he like um, freelance at the moment, or is he with? No, he's with Bloomberg. No, yeah, Yeah. okay. But even then, like I'd say, in within Bloomberg itself, I'd say he'd have a fair amount of like authority over over like what he does and does not publish. And I just don't think he has that authority at all to, as I said, unless it's about the customer's purchasing decision first and foremost. I don't think he has that authority to leak stuff. From developers and take that away from them. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And on that note, I want to move on 
so just to wrap us up for this week, I want to bring us all around for a round of back of the box trivia. Now, if you're not familiar with how this works, it's a simple concept. It's a lot of fun though. It's uh, essentially, I've got a stack of game boxes here and I'm going to read out the descriptions from the back of these game boxes. And based on the information that I read, you guys have to guess what the game is. If one of these one of these aren't action based or neck neck two, I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start. We, I'll st- I'll start you guys off with an easy one. Sorry, Seb, okay. were you? Are we working as a team or is it we're just for first to guess what it is? I need I need to know. You can't just say the series. I need to know what game it is. Okay. Ooh. So I'll I'll start off with one that I guess is probably pretty easy. Uh, a legendary soldier, a final mission, the ultimate sacrifice. Resistance. Man? No. Trek 2? <laughs> no. Uh, I'll keep going. Epic stealth action. Travel the globe and infiltrate dangerous new battlefields as blank in the final chapter of this legendary hero's life. Team Metal up Gear with Solid Uncharted 4? It sounds like Metal Gear Solid 4. It's Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, oh I was thinking Uncharted 4. Damn. I said 5. Damn. Oh, yeah, because no. he retired. I don't know it's a spoiler, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. The next one. Rock's kind of spoiled me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, right. Seventeen of the world's deadliest fighters, explosive martial arts moves, and savage special attacks, all brought to life by fighters? super smooth. No, all brought to life by super smooth animation running at a TV. Uh, at the TV scorching fifty frames per second. Please don't tell me that's actually on the back of the box. That's actually on the back of the box, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, it's not, uh, not Tekken. Jump, jump Heroes? Uh, it is Tekken, actually. Oh, it is? Tek- oh. Okay. It is. Sure. It's Tekken, it's Tekken I I'm, 1. I guess I'm two for two, then. It's the very first Tekken. Oh. God damn it, Seb. Yeah, gonna... Seb's putting you all in shame. My hands are like... like my hands are up here, <laughs> so I'm not looking it up. I get the All series. Right. I just get the wrong number. That that's my issue. So my, my first instinct was like uh like Dragon Ball Fighters because like the fifty frames or whatever. Yep. Like something that's, that's something they'd brag about. But yeah, Tekken. It's my a PS. It's a PS one game to be fair. So like that makes more sense that they're bragging about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. The next one. Justice is blind. After getting a murderer acquitted, fallen attorney blank. Begins his personal oh, um, quest for redemption. Judgment. judgment. Yeah, it's judgment. judgment. Correct. Yeah. Like oh, Dory yeah. had that first. Yep. Two. One. Hell yeah, I did. That's a good one. I, I said Ace Attorney. <laughs> I was <laughs> hoping you'd trip up on that. <laughs> I don't even finish. It's actually the witness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next this one. This is three. <laughs> no. Uh, welcome home. Blank, the award-winning creators of Blank and Blank, welcome you to their most ambitious game ever and the next generation of open-world gaming. As the sole survivor of Blank, you enter a... Fallout 4. Well done. Wow, very timely. We just talked about Fallout 4 earlier. (laughs) I was going to say Fallout, but I didn't know which one yet. I was waiting for the the last next time. I I have so little knowledge of Fallout, so I would never have gotten that. Mm. All right. In the shadow of the wall, nothing is clear. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. No. <laughs> As Shadow Marshal Blank, 
you know firsthand that keeping the peace on both sides kills of the west yeah kills on shadowfall you're getting these yeah. much quicker than i was hoping you would <laughs> i heard i heard shadow marsh i'm like i i've heard of that before i just don't know where and then like, oh, to be yeah. fair those last those last ones were easier than this next one i think okay well i probably won't get it then <laughs> humanity must survive every man is needed they say that history is written by the victors. Now that the fury of the blank has been unleashed across the globe, our history will never be the same again. In the Was face this of fall, man. No. <laughs> Wolfenstein: we'll it... The New Order. I no. Say. No. Okay. Well, In the stop. face of mankind's darkest nightmare, are you ready to stand up and be counted? Uh, do sex machina. Mankind no. divided. Okay. Ooh. Take uh, on the fearsome blank in a gripping single-player campaign. That's it. The Last of Us? No. No, no. I don't sound like The Last of Us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Join Look, forces. I'm trying, okay? Yeah, no, that's right. That's Jump on Turtles. Last of Us. <laughs> Join forces with friends in a groundbreaking new co-op mode. Hmm. Is Castle War? Crashers. Nice. This is my weakest genre, so I no. wouldn't get. I'm not gonna play this one. Jump into action with massive online multiplayer battles. Mario Odyssey. Nope. <laughs> uh, Destiny. Destiny Two. Nope. Ooh. Is this like a Call of Duty Boxer. game? But nope. I don't know. I never, I never read a box for Call of Duty. Wage epic online warfare with up to sixty players. Battlefield Four. No. Oh wait, no. Battlefield One. No. Oh fuck. We get a hint, or we get like one hint. I'm gonna. Or... I'll keep reading. We either reading. get a hint, or you just tell us. <laughs> this this might make it uh, more obvious. Create a squad of up to eight players via co-op mode. No. <laughs> um, it Nothing? sounds vaguely familiar. No. Really? We should get this one. He's, this is his genre more than us. Me and Dory. Don't... Well, yeah. I. It sounds. Eight squad, eight player squad sounds vaguely familiar. I just don't know what though. I'll give you five seconds to think of it. Yeah, you probably are gonna have to tell us. Four. Looney Tunes Racing. Three. Battlefield <laughs> Five. Two. Ducktales. One. Modern Warfare. Three master. Not three master. It's Resistance Two. Oh, oh, so we. Come on! I said... <laughs> oh man, I should have just said Resistance Two. No, I'm an idiot. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Shrek Two. Uh, <laughs> so if you know, if we, so for now on, if we don't know the answer, it's either Resistance or Shrek. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or or Forza or things you like. Do we do? Do we do Night of uh, Frights or whatever? <laughs> Goosebumps. All right, let's see who you guys do with this one. Play as man, play as blank. Embark on an epic adventure created in, in collaboration with Academy Award-winning director Blank and based on the Universal Pictures film. Survive as blank in a world crawling with predators and live the legend as blank. The Wolfman? <laughs> Universal? <laughs> I do uh, Like, play as man, play as wolf. I don't know. Uh, Universal. You Use weapons, traps, and your team wisely to survive in first person as blank. So pictures. Wow. E.T. E got really dark, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
Break jaws, slam enemies, and throw. Huh? Jaws. No. Break jaws, slam enemies, and throw massive objects in Blank's third person battles. Ah. I don't know. It sounds like a movie game, but I don't know. It's a single player game. It has widescreen support. Ooh. Maybe. I, I want to say The Mummy. That's... Uh, I don't know. It was The Mummy game, but I don't think that's what he means. Nope. No. No, okay. Mummy's a very good guess. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Based on the Academy Award-winning... The, the director or movie? Director. director. Steven Spielberg, maybe? Oh, wait, no. King Kong. It is Peter Jackson's King Kong, oh, Peter the Jackson official King game Kong. of the movie. I even played that game when I was, I was younger. On, I played on the 360. Was that on PlayStation? It was on PlayStation 2, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I played on Xbox, so I would never got that. <laughs> I played on Xbox uh, as well. All right. Join, join the legendary Blanks. Deep behind enemy lines, fighting is the most compl- fighting in the most complex war zones around the globe. Gear tactics. No. That could be. That's be on PlayStation. Uh, Te- team up in four-player co-op. Oh, is it PlayStation only? Yeah. Campaign and guerrilla modes deliver an explosive co-op experience. XCOM. XCOM Two. No. Nope. These are like in my worst genres. I don't know these. Twelve player adverse uh, adversarial mode, with three classes, four modes, ten maps, and unlockables. That's not much. That one seems very vague, to be honest with you. Customize your weapon. Over twenty million combinations to make it unique. Oh. Hmm. Um, oh, uh, rage? No, um, fucking mag. Uh, God, what is that? What? Why am I forgetting the the name? Rage two. You play. No, no, you no. play passport unlocks online access. Oh, you play. Hold on. Oh, Ubisoft. Okay. Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Correct. Wow. What well a done. Pull. <laughs> <laughs> This is very like shooter oriented, which is more of these. These are all games we from my no collection, idea. so I, <laughs> some of these yeah. will be sure. I don't. I never played a Ghost Recon game in my life, so I don't. Oh, I don't you know could two shows. Yeah, I don't know two <laughs> shows about that. All right, got a lot left, James. I I've got a few, yeah, about five or six. Maybe you should save some for like another like. Oh no, I've, I can get more. Sorry, right. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. Alright. For you. <laughs> I'm so confused. Alright. Uh, blank. Right, so. Maverick Undercover Cop, aka The Blank. Infiltrate a worldwide high performance car theft ring. The high speed. Ch- oh, wheel man. No. The, no, no. The, good guess, That's though. That's the Furious. Crossroads. No. No. I was about to say that. I was uh, about yeah. to say that. The high James, speed. Have you been hiding that game on us? <laughs> The high-speed chases and the shootouts take uh, the action. Hot pursuit. Nope. Take the action across three continents as Blank uses any means necessary to take his criminal counterparts down. Fly Cooper. Need, 
Need for Speed. Dragon Jack. What's the 2011 Need for Speed game that the Need for Speed, the chase, or whatever the one that takes you all across America? Not that one. Is it... Uh, not Payback. Is not it Burnout Paradise? Shoot. No. No. Hold on. Right. 25 plus plot integrated missions, driving games, and free roaming um, modes included. It's not It's not GT, right? Game, the Gran Turismo? No. The shootouts in Gran Turismo? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot about it. I, I'm, I'm not paying no, I'm attention to all these deals. I'm just playing. Three meticulously recreated cities with over 156 miles of roads. Miami, Miami, Nice, uh, and Istanbul. Nothing. Miami, Johnny, Nice, and Istanbul. Johnny English, no. the video game. <laughs> no. <laughs> over 70 completely destructible vehicles, such as cars, bikes, trucks, and boats. Oh, well, it's all, all, star, all destruction, sir. Whatever. No. <laughs> Real-world weapons. It, huh? No. I, Real-world weapons, including handguns, machine guns, and grenade launcher. I think you should just tell us, James. We're not going to get this one. Twisted metal? <laughs> okay. I'll, 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 you guys aren't getting this. It's Driver 3. I would I never have gotten that. that. I, 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 I would have never gotten that. The only driver game I'm familiar with is San Francisco. <laughs> I was enough. just going to say car, car, car That two. game was great. I love that game. game. Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2. <laughs> Pixar's Cars 2, the video game. <laughs> that split. was shootouts. Doesn't that movie have, like, spy stuff in it or something? Yeah. So, yeah I, I'm not I, wrong. I, I the, I've, I, I've got the video game out on the shelf out there, so yeah, I, I, I'm fully aware. <laughs> Alright. The next okay. stage of the real driving simulation. Okay. Over 600 cars. Nope. Over 600 cars from the 33 <laughs> of the world's top manufacturers. Uh, Forza Horizon. Nope. No, Gran Turismo, but I don't know which one. 28 courses, Six. including the celebrated Laguna Seca. GT5. It has to be no. Gran Turismo. One and two player competitive driving. A nightclub? Nope. Tune your vehicles to perfection. Circuit road and rally competitions. NASCAR? Nope. Immerse yourself in the definitive driving experience. Mario Kart? No. <laughs> the <laughs> definitive driving experience, Mario Kart, as we all know. Everybody everybody drives with mushrooms. Two discs containing separate arcade and blank modes. Wow. Unparalleled realism. Looks real. Feels real. Smells real. Gran Turismo 2. Correct. Wow! Yeah, yeah. right. I think it was Grand Turismo, but I was half right. All right. I'll give myself half a point for that one. Next one. Great. Good for you. All right. Thieves have kidnapped a brood of blanks, while elsewhere in the blanks, a gateway to the forgotten world has been uncovered. Sent to recapture... Nope. Sent to recapture the blanks, Blank and his best friend Blank face a journey into uncharted territory against his most fearsome enemy yet, the Blank. Ratchet and Clank. Nope. All new playable shot. characters, frantic challenges, and new exciting worlds to explore. 
Uh, ukulele. Nope. The blank begins it... here. Huh? He doesn't own platformers, so it's not a platformer. <laughs> the best platform adventure game ever, oh. bar none. <laughs> <laughs> Soar through the skies, dive underwater, skateboard, like oh, blast through quick-draw shooting galleries, drive a tank, and even box with a yeti. Oh, Spyro 3. You're the dragon. That sounds like Spyro Correct. 3. Correct. Spyro, Spyro 3. 3. Oh. You're yes. the dragon. As soon as he said box with the Yeti, that was it. All right. I knew I knew it was uh, box with the Yeti got me. I knew it was like, I know that. I just played the, the remakes. Three left. Three, I was three left here. Whatever. So, so is that, was, did you read off our Reignited trilogy? Is that what you read that No, off? no, uh, that was the original game box. Oh, so on you PS1. actually have the... Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Three left. Here we go. Hero or villain, uncover the truth about blank. To destroy or to protect, blank carries a dark past shrouded in mystery. Embark on a journey to unveil his true identity. The choices um, you make determine the outcome of blank's future. It's the goddamn game from Sucker Punch. Infamous? Nope. Infamous 2? Infamous 2. Nope. (laughs) Infamous, infamous second, second son. son. No, definitely, nope. definitely not second son. It's not infamous. Infamous first light. <laughs> nope. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Nope. Sly Cooper 2. Sly Cooper 3. No, no. Sly Cooper. Sucker Punch's entire catalog here. Nothing gets in the way of blank. Exhilarating action, speed, and shooting. Shoot it out in two-player battle mode. Friend or foe, you decide. Oh, uh, Spider-Man sh- uh, Shattered Dimensions? No. Spider-Man? No, no wait, no. What am I saying? Web of Shadows, you mean, yeah. Web of Shadows, you mean, but... No, Obviously, it's not that. that. I don't know why I said that. That's probably a comic book or something. This game is a classic. Spider-Man Friend or Foe, which is literally a Spider-Man game title, and then I thought of uh, Spider-Man games that have choice-based stuff. I can't believe you guys haven't yeah, got this yet. Yeah, this is an absolute classic. Can you repeat the first sentence? Uh, I can line. repeat the. I'll repeat the first lot. Hero or villain, uncover the truth about blank, to destroy or to protect. Blank carries a dark past shrouded in mystery. Embark on a journey to unveil his true identity. The choices you make determine the outcome of blank's future. Why do I feel it's like it's Knights of the Old Republic or something? <laughs> That's it's not Knights of the Old either. Republic, and it's not Shrek. Uh, it sounds yeah. like Detroit. It sounds like it kind of sounds like Detroit Become Human, but it's not know. Detroit Become Human. But he doesn't go on like an adventure. It's not Heavy Rain, of course, is it? Nope, not Heavy Rain. No, it sounds too good for Heavy Rain. That's <laughs> like a crime one, anyway. It's like an adventure. What's an adventure where you make decisions? Uh, I feel. I, I guarantee. Know. I guarantee at least one of you has played this game. Any hints? That's all the. Uh, <laughs> I don't anyway. know what else I can tell you without giving it away. Any, any of the blanks that you what, can what, uncover what, what, for us? Hey, give us a blank. I cash in my Bentley blank. Can we cash in something? I, all, all, all the all the blanks are the character's name, <laughs> which would give it Is away. Is that the game title? Yeah. Okay. Th- there you go. The blanks are. The character's name is the game title. Mad Max. I don't know. No. Didn't Ratchet and Clank. 
Uh, no. Tools of destruction. No. Going commando. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Future shock. You guys are really running this thin. I don't know. It's a it's what a peg it? it's a peggy twelve plus. We don't we, we're, we're American so. <laughs> All right, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell yeah, me. please. It's Shadow the Hedgehog for the PlayStation Two. No, oh, <laughs> I feel like an idiot. I have I've never played it, but I've seen. I just feel like I should have gotten that. I would have never gotten that. Like I, I took that game out of it my memory. Generic, but at the same time, that game yeah, was no. Honestly, I believe that. I completely believe that. I mean, I... yeah. I would never got that. <laughs> right, too late. So left. you own that. You own that game. Okay. I own that game. I love that game. I played that as a kid. All right. Humanity has been driven from Earth by mechanical beings from another world. In a final effort to take back the planet, the human resistance sends a force of blank soldiers to destroy the invaders. Now, a war between machines and blanks rages on. A war that could soon unveil a long-forgotten truth of the world. It sounds like Terminator, honestly. Yeah, no. Not Terminator Salvation. No, Resistance. That's the only one I know. Yeah, I was going to say Resistance 3. Nope. Lead blanks, blank, blank, and blank to reclaim Earth. (laughs) Battle it out in high-speed combat. Explore nice. a desolate open world ruled by powerful machines. Oh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Nope. Damn. Near Automata. Yes. Really? Oh, Near Automata. Oh, oh yeah. Damn, sense. I should have gotten that. No, I wouldn't <laughs> have gotten that. I love, I, I love that game. I have the platinum, but I wouldn't have gotten the box. The final game. That makes game. sense, though. though. Alright. Blank for those who enjoy all the action of bass fishing. <laughs> action bait. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> action bass. Wait. Actually? You sure. got yeah. yeah, action oh, bass. Yeah. Action I bass. Well done, Dory. Holy crap. Thank you. I, I, I've been for that my whole, what feels like my whole life. So. <laughs> that wasn't easy or anything. Uh, was that anyone keeping that... count? Who won? I have I no idea. I think Mitch won that one. I think he got the most I, I neither I, want to confirm nor deny because I haven't been counting either. I haven't been counting <laughs> no, either. I think Mitch I got like four or five of them. I, I only got like yeah. two or three. And Dory got I think like I only two, got four. Three or four. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I got four. So this would be fun. This would be fun to do. Like, if all of us like just pick like every week, like or any other, however you do it. I've, I've got our... plenty. I got plenty. If y'all want, I, yeah. I'm happy to do mine too. Yeah, we should definitely do that more often. That's a lot of fun. We'll do more. We'll do more games in the future. Uh, hmm. But with that, that brings us to the end of our show. So I just want to reiterate some of the stuff that I said earlier. You can follow us on Twitter for more information about the relaunch and everything that uh, that's going to be changing and and that kind of thing. Um, that's at PS Premiere on Twitter. That's with an E at the end, one word. Um, yeah, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel like the video on youtube if you're watching on youtube give us a rating on apple podcast subscribe to the podcast feed so yeah once again thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week bye-bye bye Bye. don't play shadow the tomb raider